you, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 149 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni, and not with us today is Taylor of Terror. He's off enjoying the island life in uh, Hawaii out there for a friend's wedding. And I have no idea how long he's going to be there. He told me, and it was like seriously in one ear and out the other. All I heard is, I'm not going to be here for the next episode. (laughs) So, uh, in his stead, we have... Uh, our good buddy and director of They Reach, Silas Dahl. Welcome back to the show, Taylor. Or not Taylor. Silas. You're Silas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, bud? Uh, it's going. It's going good. It's going well. Um, have my monster with me, so I'm yep. getting jacked this morning. There you go. <clears throat> and um, watched watched the films, and we're gonna. It's gonna be fun reviewing them. Yeah, yeah. This episode, it was this entire episode was a, su- a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who was going to be feeling filling in for Taylor. I mm-hmm. didn't know what movies we were going to watch, <laughs> and up until this morning, I didn't know what we were going to be talking about for our business. So it's just it's an episode of surprises. Yeah, it's going to be, in your words, exciting, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. exciting. Episode. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, what, what's new with you? Oh. Um, Man. God, it's been. When do we have you? Had, we had you and the Brian the show, or God, did we actually put that in the show? I don't remember. I don't know if we put it. I mean, I know it's in. I know it's going to be in like the special features, right? And stuff on the DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, we did an interview with you and Bry. Right. I don't. It was over the summer. It it must have been like three, four months ago at least, at maybe least. more. Probably more. My th- my timeline is really like bad. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this last year has been kind of a whirlwind as they say yeah but Um, i mean that was an awesome show and i mean we could probably i mean as soon as it comes out actually for people to watch mm -hmm. in like streaming and stuff like that we could i mean that would be cool if you guys did want to put it out and see if people like to listen to it sure yeah um yeah like i said i don't think we ever i think the intention was to tack it onto an episode right and we never did so i still got it and we got and then i synced the video that you did with all the audio and then, so that's what it's going to be on the, on the, in the special features, okay. which is cool. So, cool. but, um, other than that, it's been going through like distribution stuff and all that's, it's been f- taking a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, cu- we're coming down to the very last bit of it though. So we're still working with, you know, some, some up, like some distributors that are somewhat well known, but it's not, they're not like, you know, universal or something or yeah, something yeah, crazy yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I mean, Taylor and I talked about this briefly on an episode, but we, you know, we had our big premiere. Right. Um, which was awesome. That was, right, thought right. that was a very big success, I thought. That was, yeah, dude, it went so well. It really like, did. I, I was so impressed of how many people 
like how much positive feedback we got back. Yeah. Got back, yeah. Um, everyone in there was just super digging the vibe. And they were, it was a really fun watch too with the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, we encouraged the audience participation and, you know, wanted it to be fun. We didn't want everybody to be all stale and just like not laugh or not cheer or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, your your part, one of your parts actually got the biggest like laugh. Your comedic, <laughs> you, you you know, playing the 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 cop, the deputy. Yeah. And then uh, ch- with ch- uh, opposite of Cheddar, mm-hmm. that got like one of the biggest laughs. Yeah. Out of yeah. the whole theater, like the whole theater was like rolling on that one. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I don't want like <laughs> I'm not being uh, biased at all, but I think that was actually one of the funniest scenes. Oh, in the dude, movie. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like everyone was ro- like just just rolling there were everyone was just I, I thought it was awesome just standing in the back of the theater and looking because that's i didn't i didn't even there was like it it totally sold out right yeah yeah and like we i think the very front two seats like those two rows that are like nobody wants to fucking sit in those rows mm-hmm. those, those are rolls for like just people that just break your neck yeah so um we we had those i think taped off um because we really want we didn't want any bad experience um, mm-hmm. for for the uh, viewing. So we taped those two front, very front rows off. But other than that, everyone else was, you know, it was just jammed. And I ended up standing in back with Bri and like a, a couple other people. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's, it was fun to watch, watch the crowd, yeah. watch the film, which was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's like I'd seen the movie probably three times yeah, at that point. Probably. Um, so that was, I think, probably my fourth viewing of it, and I've seen various cuts um, along the way. Um, and so I, I don't think I'd actually seen that cut that we screened before. Um, had you changed it since? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was. Um, there was a different uh, score in it. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the score was uh, done by Carlos Garcia, and then. Um, yeah, so he finished the score with his other, I guess, um, friends that were part of the orchestra. Okay. So yeah, it was it was um, it was it was going to be kind of samples, but then he actually got his friends to play the parts, and and it sounded amazing. You know, it really did. Um, I, was, I was really impressed. Yeah, it was really full. It sounded. It just. It, it didn't sound like digital. You know, like samples and mm-hmm. stuff. So it sounded really. Like really nice, and um, I think that was the biggest one of the biggest difference was that, and then the special effects. We added some more special effects and some more co- compositing of of you know some CGI stuff, and try to try to darken it up a little bit because like some of the hands were like really bright at first, um, mm-hmm. just not so much in the shadows. So I kind of I you know threw some a little bit more contrast on there and a little bit more shadows, sure. and try to make it a little bit more less visible because I like that so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I'd seen it myself bef- prior to the to the premiere. Um, and it's like, man, this really came together really well. But then seeing like it, a, 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 an auditorium full of people right. just like think it was awesome. It's just like, man, this is really something. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I, I really, it was definitely a really fun moment. I mean, I think the only thing that I would change is like the timing because they they we had to get out of there so quickly afterwards. They're like, "Get the hell out of here, guy! Mm-hmm. You know, you spent your money. Now get out of here." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> calm down. Like we're leaving." And they're like, "No, seriously." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, um, yeah." Brian and I were a little upset about that, um, but I mean, our Q and A was kind of long, and we could have shortened that up. Um, and 
I wish we would have had enough more time to take pictures and like, there's a lot of stuff I would have changed. Um, but, <clears throat> but overall, I think that it went, it went down pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. We might have another one in the future. Just not sure. Probably after we figure out what's going on with distribution within the, within us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like you've locked it up overseas yeah at least some some proper uh, some territories yeah yeah we're still we're just like finishing like so we're finishing japan germany and scandinavian scandinavia i don't scandinavian i don't know scandinavia yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah that territory so nice iceland and other all those areas those scandinavian countries (laughs) all those areas (laughs) um yeah there's they they wanted like a pretty cool deal it was like um it wasn't so much up front, but it was like more on the back end. And it, it was, um, be careful. I don't say what I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> uh, it, but, well, they were, it was like something like some small theatrical lease over there and then like VOD and like, um, you know, physical stuff, physical Media, copies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. They want to do like a small release theater release over there. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. Um, so, but you know, you don't know what they're going to do with the poster or, or the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in their, it's kind of in their realm once they get it, once they obtain the the rights or whatever. Like yeah. Japan or Germany, they're going to completely change the, probably. I'm guessing the the cover, you know, the posters, and mm-hmm. to make it more appealing for for their audiences. Right, right. So it'll be interesting and fun. Probably really funny to see like what they come up with. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm dying to see what it's going to be like in foreign countries, like what it's gonna, yeah. what it's going to be called and what the poster is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be really funny. Um, what if they come up with like a like a better title? It's like, damn it, I should have named it that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that might. Yeah, I'm like when it comes to like physical uh, releases or something, I might be like, let's use the the post their poster. Yeah, <laughs> like, that'd be so funny. Um, but I'm excited. You know, it's going to be fun. It's a fun new adventure. Yeah, so. sweet man. Yeah, and you're oh. And then, but you asked me what, like, what I've been up to besides that mm-hmm. contracting, the contracting world of being like an artist or whatever mm-hmm. is so challenging, man. It's like, I'll bet I have to get like two gigs like per month, pretty much that e- like equal to a certain amount so I can like pay my bills, yeah, you know, roughly. So, um, I'm lucky that, you know, my fiance's a nurse or else I would be like living on the streets, yeah. So, um, <laughs> So as long as I come up with like two gigs a month and that, you know, that uh, I guess equal to the amount I got to pay or help pay bills and stuff like that, then I'm okay. But mm. like it's, it's weird living like this. Like, you know, it's, just, it's, I've never lived as a contractor. It's always been like a day job, mm-hmm. like a, you know, like when we worked for Coca-Cola, it was like, start at six, you get home at six. Yeah. Like always, like that's all my life. Like, you know, even my warehouse jobs or anything physical labor that I've done in the past, like I've always wanted to do like um i guess i don't know it's um just not no, like art something something artistic mm-hmm. and you know you you know this too like you're you're artistic too you know like yeah. you're you do like amazing props like you just helped us out with one of the things that i was on one of those um contract gigs mm-hmm. that i was on and it, you know that didn't really pay much but it, it the outcome like the the product that they were able to do was um, for the finished product looks awesome. Yeah, it's I saw just, some of the stills. It looked pretty sweet. Yeah, the, yeah. That's it's going to be really rad once that comes out. So it's it's not out yet. She's uh, Vanessa Williams. She's she's the director, writer, and and editor, um, and she's editing it right now. Okay. But but as soon as it comes out, and then I'm going to color it, and then I'll have to show you. It's it looks. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. It looks really rad. 
Nice. And so for all you listeners, Tony did. Uh, uh, he was a prop master for this one, and he totally made some kick-ass props. So I was, it was like, awesome. I was rushing so bad. On oh that, yeah, um, because I uh, it was a tight timeline. I like I had an idea in my head, and like the more I thought about it, I'm like, I can, I'm not gonna be able to make that work. I don't have to, I don't have the resources. I don't have the funds. <laughs> I don't have the time to do it. So I just like all right. Like I just kind of stripped it down to like bare bones. Like, what is this supposed to do? Oh yeah. What would this look like? And like, all right, run with it. And I just hit all like the thrift stores and stuff. I'm like, that's a piece. That's a piece. Yeah. Um, and then you painted it too. Yeah. Painting, you know, now, painting it. Pa- let me tell you something. Pa- spray painting something in uh, mid October <laughs> in <laughs> Washington yeah, yeah. is not easy. <laughs> no, it's like, is it dry yet? No. <laughs> no, it's tacky. It's like I, I put like I, I was spray painting out in my shed because it was raining, um, and it was fucking cold. And I uh, so I put it in my shed, and I don't have any ventilation in there. So I like <laughs> I was wearing a mask, um, and I had heaters out there running, which like you know with fumes floating around the air yeah, with yeah. these hot coil heaters running. I'm like I'm just asking to blow myself <laughs> up, um, but uh, yeah, I got done and. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad everybody it, liked it. Yeah, when I brought it on set, and you know, it's a it's a device you made. You'll see when 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 you see the short, and I'm sure you know we'll we'll tag you in it, and you guys can share whatever you want to do. But mm. it's it's uh, everyone thought it was cool. Like they were they were like, man, that is so rad. Like look how cool that thing is. It's <laughs> like it functions, and it's it was functional, and it, like just vis- visually, it was it was fun to look at. You know, mm. it wasn't just like a big blob. It was like actually had cool mechanical parts. It looked like looked like it was actually built. I mean, not not because you built it, but it looked like it was built industri- like an industrial build. Right, yeah. So it was it, yeah. it was awesome, dude. I, I didn't want it to be like this like clean, pristine thing. I wanted it to look like it had been just kind of thrown not not so much thrown together, but you know, using like spare parts and stuff. Right. Um yeah. yeah. Did you use any of the like the moving parts and stuff? Uh yeah, we plugged it in. Did you? So I don't know. I think the sound was too loud for the sound guy. Yeah. But the I think they I think they might have got it like an MOS shot where you know there's no sound and stuff. So I think it was okay. Okay. But if if it makes it in, it makes it in. But if not, they still. I mean, it's still featured like a shit ton in the in, uh-huh. the, in the short. So. Yeah, yeah. I like I I put that. that I think motor. the hand. I think the the handle thing came off. Or oh. the the tube. Oh, really? That's the only thing that that from the gun from the the handle part, uh-huh. like the tube that goes into that part, it fell off. So I just had a I had to like use gaff tape. Okay. On the end, but you couldn't see it because the guy was holding. Sure. It, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like I struggled getting that in there to make sure it didn't yeah. fall out, but I guess it did anyway. Hey, cool. Yeah, I'm glad glad you liked it. Glad it all came together. Yeah, like I was rushing to finish that because Taylor and I were leaving on vacation the next day. Mm-hmm. So I had to finish it that night. Right, right. right, right. I remember you're like, I gotta go. Yeah. I got, I gotta do this. But he's like, you're like, you sending me a text, and you're like, just pick, uh, you can pick it up at the house. I'll leave it on the front porch. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, dude, I, that sounds good to me. It was that was a really difficult shoot from for everybody involved. It was just really ambitious, but it was only it was a two day shoot, so it was just really it was it was it was one of the toughest things I've done for like art direction or and um for a um, production design it was it was tough mm-hmm. but but i think i think everyone will t- dig like what it looks like in the end result nice. so it's just a short right yeah 
It's like cool. a concept. Yeah, like a concept short. Okay. Uh, for hopefully something in the future. Nice. Should be cool with with money, and then then we can bring everybody back on mm-hmm. getting paid. So sweet. All right. Well, I think we've gabbed enough, so maybe we should uh, get the show running. But before we do, want to thank some very special people. Um, the ones that help keep the show running are Grave Diggers over on Patreon. Um, they contribute funds every month, so we can que- uh, keep bringing you quality product like this. You know, you get, you get to listen to. Me and Silas or me and Taylor talk about ourselves for, <laughs> for 15 minutes every show. Um, but uh, no, those awesome people are Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate all your help. If, you, uh, if, any, bleh, if anyone you know, any friends, family... Uh, fellow horror lovers that want to uh, help contribute to the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Uh, you can donate for as little little as a dollar a month, and you get um, uh, access to uh, monthly video reviews that you know occasionally come out every month. <laughs> Um, and uh, $100, or $100 contribution will get you a tattoo of a fat unicorn on Taylor's ass. That, someone has to do that. I'm, I keep waiting for it. I've heard like people say they're going to do it. Maybe next and, paycheck. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing. It's like you only have to do it once, one, like one month, and then yeah. it's done. Yeah, done deal. Yeah. That, then we move up to like 200 and <laughs> something else. <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying. I don't know if you've heard, but I keep like trying to add things on. Like if they donate like twice a month, then you'll get like a like a wreath around its neck or something. Yeah, like it's like on a like a surfboard or something. Or like something weird. Like just yeah, start adding things onto it. Right. But uh, yeah, like stretch goals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stretch goals. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. So um, also want to talk about uh, the Great Plot Film Festival coming up on February first. Confirm that. I keep like I think it was the second last year. Yep, February first, Saturday, February first at the Arc Lodge Cinema in Columbia City in Seattle. Uh, we're going to be showing, we've got 17 selections that we've made, 17 short films from all around the world. Um, we're going to be screening for you exclusively at, uh, that film festival. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- uh, Silas, have you bought your ticket yet? I was actually thinking about it on the way here today. Cause I was listening to the, your guys' last episode on the way here, mm. which is funny. Um, I was like, yeah, let's just catch up because that's I haven't I didn't get to listen to that one yet, and and then when you guys were mentioning the the Arc Lodge and stuff, I remember last year was awesome. Yeah, like it was that, a lot of fun. It was like sold out, and I remember myself and Bry and some of other uh, some of other crew from They Reach were there, and it was it was really fun. And yeah. you guys you guys like did a great job like hosting it, and then you had your banner and. Uh, everyone took pictures. I mean, I was like saying, like next year you got to go bigger, man. Like, yeah. Di- I don't know if you did you did you go, is it the same theater or is it the is it the mid theater? Like, I don't know. We've got the bigger room. Yeah, that's okay. We've got two hundred seats this year. Um, yeah, I suppose last year we had like it's like one hundred or one hundred five or something like that. It felt smaller. Yeah, we've got two hundred seats this year. Um, and uh, yeah, and that like I was worried about selling out last year. Right. Or even filling like halfway. You max out fast though, dude. Yeah, we've I mean that theater sold out quick. Uh well, at a certain point, like like tickets went on sale in like October, I think. 
and then from October until like mid January, so about like right now, right? Uh, it was just trickle. Like we'd get like a ticket here, a ticket there, you know, ticket two tickets here, um, and then all of a sudden everybody started buying it. Like once we started announcing all our selections and like you know the directors and the crew right, right. and all of them, you know, and their friends and family started buying tickets. Um, that's kind of when things started really picking up speed. Right. And that's when we sold out. This year, you know, we're we're looking at a bigger theater, so now that intimidation of selling out again is even greater, right? <laughs> um, and I'm yeah. Our, our idea was that we wanted to have tickets to be able to sell at the door because we had a lot of people walking off. The, walking I remember in off that. The street. Yeah, it's like sorry, we're sold out. <laughs> It's um, always nice to have those tickets for people that are bringing others and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, can I can I come in?" Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, so we're you know we're still the tickets are still available. Um, still you know quite a quite a bit left. So uh, if you want to buy your tickets, you can head over to graveplatfilmfest.com. Uh, tickets are twelve dollars. I believe we're starting at one. Is it a Saturday? It is a Saturday. It's 1-8. the day before the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. So get your tickets today. Uh, Jason, Jason Connolly mm-hmm. uh, is one of our judges this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Okay. Uh, I think that's enough bullshit. Maybe we'll just launch into some horror business. Sounds good. All right, starting out in real-world horror, um, we're going to talk about a uh, university in India who has recently added uh, ghost studies to to one of their courses. Dude, this I is would, a medical school. That's so cool, though. But I would totally take that. <laughs> I'm that asshole that I would take that. I just, I just <laughs> I'm I'm confused as to what ghost studies has to do with medicine. Yeah, it's kind of like, isn't that the opposite? Yeah, it's Pretty, like... Like, science. you have science and, like, ghosts. And, 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 <laughs> like, and, and not like, science. And, like, not science, like mythology or whatever, like... Pseudoscience. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got, you know, people who get ghost hunters out there and people right. who claim, like, you know, you know, um, ghost you know, apparitions right, or right. some kind of scientific phenomenon. But, you know, then you have skeptics like me who just think it's total fucking bullshit. I'm uh, like 50-50. I'm like 50, 50 I I want to do it almost myself just to either a prove it or like make it like so it's like okay this is fake. Yeah. Like I yeah. yeah. I, can you get a degree with this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like an uh um um what's uh, not intramural that's not the word it was um, like a ap class or something like a, <laughs> one that you just can take and get a credit for <laughs> uh this is banaras hindu university in varanasi india uh it's beginning a new six-month certification well it's a certification so it's not actually a degree oh no yeah you can get a degree right <laughs> well certifications are different you get a certificate rather than a degree still it's like, like going to a trade school that's pretty dope though yeah i mean you know, here's my certificate there's a lot of people out there that say that like going to a trade school, learning a trade, getting a certificate is actually more useful right. than a degree. Right, right. <laughs> um, certificate, uh, it's a certification program uh, new this year. It's called Boot Vidya. Uh, I don't know what that translates to. Ghost Studies. Um, 
The dean of the school stated that Boot Vidya main, mainly deals with psychosomatic disorders, diseases caused by unknown reasons, and diseases of mind or psychic conditions. Sounds like they're talking about exorcism to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very exorcisty. Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's funny that uh, you know modern science kind of had dispelled a lot of uh, exorcism myths. It's just like, no, you're dealing with people that have like serious mental yeah, disorders. Yeah, mental problems and stuff, yeah. But uh, this uh, medical school has apparently cast that away and say, no, it is not simply a, men- a mental disorder. It's demons and ghosts. <laughs> I, I told, I, I would take it. I would, <laughs> if I had like, if I had time and money at this point, point in time yeah which is an awkward state if i had time and money this time um i would just pack my bags and go take it and then do a <laughs> show a show about it afterwards like it would like it's almost kind of like his ghostbusters i mean they just they're they're science and they were mixing science with you know the ghosts and stuff and they right. were trying to get all scientific about it maybe that's what they're trying to do um, maybe they're trying to make ghostbusters yeah i don't know like uh a class for Ghostbusters. Maybe <laughs> Ghostbusters, the new movie is this is a this is like a ad a precursor, like a, like a maybe they paid for this or something, you know, like to like to <laughs> pump sure. up, you know, like the that whole clown thing for it or whatever. When people start wandering around, people are like, maybe it's it, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe the company paid these clowns so that way they could draw up, uh, you know, business or you know, what I mean, like um, it's like a promotional ad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I doubt that's what it is, but. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, the Dean said that, uh, it's focusing on psychosomatic disorders, diseases caused by unknown reasons and diseases of mind or psychic conditions. But in a separate statement, she said that the Ayurvedic remedies would specifically be used to treat ghost related ailments. So these scientists, these, these men and women of science have said, we're going to treat ghost possessions. Yeah, it's like an ex- like an exorcism yeah. class almost. Sure. Like a more scientific maybe I wonder if it's religious based. If this uh, if this if if they're religious based or if it's just like medical like just science. Like, I don't know. But I mean That is I, interesting. Though. I feel like this is another step. Like I think the world in the last um well I could definitely say that the United States in the last 4 years is been re, re, uh, retrograde, not retrograding, uh, regressing mm-hmm. <laughs> into the dark ages slowly. Um, maybe it's just expanding worldwide, just like where science is more uh, uh, um, fantasy, fluid, fantasy. And yeah, like it, fluid. Yeah, like <laughs> like it's kind of dipping into like the like, other. Yeah, fables and yeah, more. yeah. They're like, okay, well, here's our science. We got that down. Mm-hmm. Let's like. Let's see what happens when we push science and mix it with like mythology and, right. and other ghostly things and see yeah. what we come up with. So yeah, you take this for six months, so one semester, and then the next semester you take like like monster hunting <laughs> or something. Maybe they're training you to be a witcher. Dude, Did that'd you? be dope. <laughs> it would be dope. If I could be a witcher, that'd be fucking sick. I mean, I'm thinking like this course would be pretty. I mean, what if another course you got like combat and then you got like how to use swords and stuff, <laughs> like bows and arrows and stuff? So <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking like they're training you to be some like assassin that, right. that takes care of like, you know, does exorcisms <laughs> and when it goes awry, you're like ready to battle or right. something. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, maybe they know something we don't. Uh, yeah, maybe they're like a little ahead of us. Right. right? Like, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, they got the they got the med, the medical field packed down. Like, they're just gonna branch start branching off to exorcism, and they, they, maybe they've had cases. I don't know. Maybe you have to. <laughs> maybe it's all secret. It's shit. all very hush. Yeah, it's just hush hush. I mean, God knows what the Catholic Church has been doing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do they got? We probably got our own thing that's hush hush, and it's like, you know, some of hero, like not heroes, but um. I don't know. I keep on thinking John Carpenter's vampires, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> where's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, get like vigilantes, like right. killing people in the middle of New Mexico or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, if you want to study uh, ghosts and their effect on medicine, then uh, maybe you look up the, the course details for this. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the world of fiction. <laughs> um, way back when, when, um, when they first, quote, killed off Rick from The Walking Dead, um, you know, we all know now that he wasn't actually dead. He was whisked, whisked away by some shady industry, uh, um, organization. Um, but they announced that Rick wasn't going to be gone. He was going to be gone from the from the uh, regular character on the show, but they were going to be going to do um, Rick centric films. Um, well, we've uh, gotten the first announcement of details for the first movie. Like we know, it's going to be the first of a trilogy, um, and uh, it's going to tell the story of when Rick was taken when we last saw him on the show, exploring a new corner of the zombie apocalypse. Um, Scott Gimple. He was a showrunner. Oh, fuck. Burping up pizza and energy drink. It's like I'm 20 again. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott Gimple, who's a showrunner for The Walking Dead, was speaking with Entertainment Weekly, and he said, uh, um, the initial Walking Dead movie... Wait. Uh, he said that the, uh, the Walking Dead movie promises that it's going to be quite unlike the TV series. <laughs> I don't know how... Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It was like <clears throat> so you have Rick and you have zombies. Yeah. And you're gonna be referring to The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. So it's basically I mean it's like the, a bigger episode Dead, yeah. of <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh he says the scale is bigger and the budget is bigger. And it's the Walking Dead. More zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Walking Dead, but it's heightened. It's Walking Dead plus. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like the running dead or something. The running like, dead. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, it's the uh, budget is scale is bigger, budget is bigger, and it's the walking dead, but heightened both the narrative themes, but also in just what we see on screen. I say heightened, but I should also say it's also. Fuck. It's. When you take a direct quote from somebody, it doesn't always read well. Oh, yeah. It reads just, like they're just blab. They're yeah, like yeah. It's like word vomit. Mm-hmm. They're like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I say heightened, but I should also say it's also very different. It's not <laughs> going to be the exact same thing we saw on television, just larger. We are going in some wild new directions. 
Is that the end? No, I mean, there, there's there's more, but... Okay, the only thing I can think of is, like, bigger devastations, like, like bigger cities and bigger special effects and... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, uh, what's that? The uh, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and the world's all frozen over, and it, like, it's a kind of it was epic back in the day. Oh, uh, was the 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 day after, day after tomorrow? Yeah, day after tomorrow. You know, like maybe on a scale like that's larger, like mm-hmm. like where it shows different places and and people are trying to connect throughout yeah. the world, trying to connect to this zombie thing. But could be that's that's how else are you gonna make it larger in scale mm-hmm. if you don't sh- visually show it with like ep- like epic shots and like yeah you know branching out like that yeah i mean i haven't watched the show in several years at this point i haven't watched the show i have yet to see glenn's passing away oh really that's okay, when so i stopped that okay. i stopped before that like the the, the episode right before that oh really i stopped because <laughs> i'm like no, I'm, i don't want to see that i'm good <laughs> no i'm serious like that's I, and i was watching it religiously uh-huh. like Every single episode, every single thing that came out, I would watch it. If I couldn't watch it, I recorded and watch it. Yeah, yeah. And then when that started happening, and the people I started like caring for on the show dying yeah. and stuff, yeah, like yeah. I'm like, man, this is so upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna, you know, I know I've read the comic and stuff like that, and Cody was really into the comics. And he has a lot. Of, he has, I think, he has them all. But um, so I know how they went. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I wasn't ready to see that, so I was like, ah, I'm done. Yeah, which is kind of sad because I am a true fan. But then I stopped and. People are like, you're not a true fan if you stopped. You know, a lot of people, like, like everybody knew it was coming. Everybody that had read the comic series knew it was coming. Right. It's like, oh, it's Negan. It's the exact scene, almost f- like almost frame for frame that from the comics. It's like they're all lined up on their knees, Negan walking down, up and down them with a bat. It's like, you know what's coming. And people still lost their fucking minds when they killed Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what were you expecting? <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't. I was like, I'll just not visually see that. Yeah. And uh, that was, you stopped it was, the episode before that. Yeah. A lot of people, that was their last episode. Right. They didn't watch it beyond that. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I've, I've, out of curiosity, I went and just viewed that part, which is kind of morbid, but <laughs> because everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then it showed it, and then, you know, it was on Facebook and it was, um, it was on. I think it was on Facebook, and then they took it away because it was graphic or something. And then it, I think it's floating around, you know, on on YouTube and stuff like that. You can find it. Yeah, right yeah. There. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty graphic. I mean, you've seen worse in like, you know, like Bone Tomahawk or whatever. Like, or yeah, that's that movie, Bone Tomahawk, right, with Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's even more graphic than mm-hmm. that shit. But um, cut, yeah, dude, I mean, that's ass. that's nasty. Yeah, <laughs> there's some other movies I've seen that are like really graphic, but. But it was just like you're you've been with that character for so many like it was what what I like it must have been like at least a couple of years right like yeah seven eight years I think it was I can't long. remember we were just we were just watching it and you're just like oh man you're with that person for that amount of time mm-hmm. and then they kind of do them in like that you're just like ah yeah terrible and that's you know when you got a long running TV show that's gonna happen right I mean, I mean you have to you actually have to do that because then you it kind of starts to just get predictable yeah I mean you know you're dealing with all the heroes still. Hanging out, yeah, and you know when it's when it's a comic book, um, you can get away with keeping a character around forever. You can get away with that, but when you're dealing with people like actors, right, portraying that character on screen for you know year after year after year, they're gonna get sick of it. They're gonna um, be like, I want to move on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what happened yeah. with Andrew Lincoln. 
playing Rick, you know, yeah. he, he's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And we obviously agreed to do a few films, but. Right. Um, he said, uh, Gimple uh, said, uh, we really want to deliver something special, something w- worth their trip to the movies. Also, oh, this is going to be a theater. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I've heard I've heard this. Yeah, it's gonna be like a movie movie. Hmm. Yeah. That's why that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um we're really tr- or say we're trying to be very deliberate and deliver something new. Uh he said that the site or sorry, told this told Entertainment Weekly that the script is currently being refined and a director has not yet been chosen. He teased, We're going to be filling that screen with a brand new world. I just I think that's ridiculous horseshit but (laughs) have they done a successful job of like bringing in i'm trying to think of like because they were talking about like barry allen you know bringing in him to be the actual flash or whatever that character in real life and then they went with that that other person that was in the justice league that oh oh, terrible terrible movie um (laughs) i at one point thought it was gonna be decent not justice league but batman v superman Remember that? You were like, no, it's going to be garbage. And, yeah. then, and then when I saw it, I'm like, oh, you're telling me I was right. I know. <laughs> it's like so hot garbage. It's like everybody, everybody <laughs> like shits on me before, like be judging something before I've actually seen it. It's just like when you look at all the pieces individually, yeah. you can tell when something's not going to work. It was bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. And Justice League was even worse. I just thought it was like cartoon characters, like garbage. <laughs> it, was just, it was vomit. It was gross. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they can miss the mark that every bad. single time yeah that's way off yeah i mean like i haven't seen wonder woman apparently it's it's different i, I think yeah. that all of them that one kind of stand is a standalone is mm-hmm. all right like in the first one the 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 bad guy in the end of that one the i don't even know his name he looked like he looked like a piece of crap like their cgi artist was like was taking a dump on his <laughs> toilet and was like in, yeah. phoning it in yeah just typing oh this will work mm-hmm. it looks garbage man this is bad um the character and the character arc was pretty dope. I mean, the the, the storyline of one of them is kind of cool, anyways, to begin with. But you know, I like the characters and stuff like that in, mm-hmm. in the in that film. But yeah, you're right. Like that one out of the majority of them. I mean, that it, yeah, just, they just they just hurry. They rushed it. Mm-hmm. They just rushed it. Yeah, they just and you know, uh, Shazam. Shazam was really good. Taylor's. Taylor's gonna listen to this and be losing his mind. We're talking about fucking comics and stuff. <laughs> well, I was, it was, it was referring. Well, I brought, I was thinking comic books because I was thinking of like characters that they've already previously been that character on TV shows, like Rick. Yeah, and then have went to film with that same character, and has it been successful? And I don't know if that has happened, especially in something that is the exact same. Like The Walking Dead. Yeah. They're literally taking the exact same character. They're not like reintroducing him. He is Rick. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make a, an actual movie in a theater. Essentially, you're just walking, you're watching The Walking Dead in the theater. Yeah. With not all of the cast, just Rick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know how well that's going to do. Yeah. I, even though I love, uh, uh, what's his name? Greg Nicotero. And you know, I I just I don't know what they're gonna do or how they're gonna. I mean, I don't know. Fans will show up. I'm sure they will. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll be as good as like it's claiming to be. Yeah. And I also don't know how many fans Walking Dead has left. I know it's been it, zombies have been 
zombified, dude. They're like, <laughs> they're they're kind of they done with jump it. Jump the shark. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, well, I mean, so this is Taylor has this lined up as a second story, but I think I'm just going to combine it. Um, see, uh, while he was talking to Entertainment Weekly, Scott Gimple was also talking about the new Walking Dead TV show, the new spinoff they're making, A World Beyond. Oh my God, they're doing another one. Yeah. Um, what was that other one they called? Uh, Dave, no, Fear the Walking Dead. Watched two episodes of that. Garbage. Stopped. So bad. Stopped immediately. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I, so I, I usually give things chances, but sure. Yeah. I watched the first episode and it was bad. And I watched the second episode. It was equally bad. Yeah. Then I stopped. I stopped watching it. (laughs) And then I went back and watched actually most of the first season. And I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. (laughs) How am I supposed to watch this? Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so he says, technically, uh, the timeline is a little behind, but not much. Not enough for people to notice. Uh, he said, it's very, very close to being simultaneous, but a little bit back, yes. Not in any way that anyone will possibly notice. So I guess that means it's going to be... The timeline is off? What? I'm trying to think like oh most... because the Walking Dead is continuing right, as right now yeah I think it might be behind the current time of oh. the main series of Walking Dead and it's because it starts when Rick is gone I don't know possibly I, I, I don't think this actually has anything to do with current characters I think it's a completely separate oh show. my bad I thought I thought we were on the yeah you're you're talking about a different story that a uh, different series yeah okay sorry I thought we were still on the Rick thing again um. Yeah. Um, Interesting. He said, he further explained, we're going to be discovering this very big aspect to the world that we haven't seen yet. We've seen, he's got all these like ambitions. It's like, we're, we're going to expand the world. It's like, how? where's it going to go? In yeah. space? Yeah, I know. I don't, like, how are you going <laughs> to expand on this world? The world is dead. Are you going on the moon or something? <laughs> What's going on? Um, <laughs> I don't know where they're going. Uh, he said, we've seen glimpses of it on the shows with helicopters and with the soldier that we saw. Isabel on fear, so fear of the walking dead. Uh-huh. Uh, in some ways, world beyond, it's a big story, and yet it's sort of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to Rick's Hamlet. Uh, meaning that the show and the movie touch upon some of the same things, but they're not really deeply related. Okay. Taking, I'm pretty sure that means time travel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hey, you know what? Why not? Dude, yeah. At this point. Snakes it's... on a plane. Zombies on a plane. Zombies in a in a spaceship. Sure. I, I don't it. know what's happening. Just <laughs> just throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. I don't know, yeah. Bigger ideas. <laughs> better. <laughs> We're going to go big, guys. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. When asked about possible crossovers with the original series and Fear of the Walking Dead, Gimple said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they do share a universe. We've been talking about aspects of the next season of World Beyond. Um, uh, there might be, might even be a big aspect of, of crossover with one of the shows. That's the other part of it is we have these plans, but we've got to execute them. Uh, according to AMC, the series will feature two young female protagonists and the focus on their first generation to come of age in the apocalypse. Okay, so it's going to be focused on people that actually grew up yeah. past, you know, beyond, let's say, Z-Day. Right, right. Um, uh, some, will become, some will become heroes, some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever, grown up and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. So, I mean, I, 
I like the concept of focusing on children, or not to say children, but people that that grew up in this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Um, like fucking postman with Kevin Costner, but with zombies. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like they could do that. They could refocus maybe the original series onto that. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, really holding on strong to those old characters that we've gotten so tired of. Right. It's like, I can remember a day when I thought that Daryl was fucking badass, and yeah. now I just don't care. Yeah. Like, fucking kill him. Yeah, there was a point where I was like, don't you touch him. Yeah. Like, if you kill him, I'm out and walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but that was, it was so fresh then. And then when he, you know, when he had to kill his brother and all that stuff, like, it was really fresh then. Yeah. Like, everything was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, this is you know the character arcs are insane and like it was just interesting but, mm-hmm. and it's been on for years and years and i can't imagine if i've st- if i've if i was still watching it now which i'm not but since you know way back then when i stopped i wonder if i would have if I, I i feel like i would have been really bored of it yeah by now anyways um but we'll see where they go i guess i mean new world so what's it called fear the world what's it called world beyond the world beyond I think my title's cooler. <laughs> fear, fear the world. Fear the world. <laughs> um, I just and they're gonna do crossovers, but if if each each thing is so different, like if Fear the Dead and then Walking Dead and then this world of fear or whatever, if they're all different, then how are they gonna do crossovers if they're so different? Yeah, well, isn't that the same? Aren't, they'll be the same fucking thing if they're doing crossovers. Yeah, I mean, ultimately right? they, they keep saying it's gonna be this different. They're all gonna be different. These this At the, the, yeah. the, the movie's gonna be this big scope. Uh, this new ep- this new show is going to be a new view on the same world. It's like it's all if it's the all same. It's gonna be all the same. If if you're doing crossovers that are seamless, that means everything has to be in the same world. Yeah, that is not a new world. Right. I mean, I don't like I said. If they're on the moon or some shit, you ain't crossing over. Right. Rick's not jumping on a horse and riding over the moon, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah. Like so, it has to be two different. It has to be way di- more. It just has to be different. Like mm-hmm. I think just a new take on it. You a know completely what it is. new take. I think it's Scott Gimple blowing a lot of smoke up our asses. Oh, he's trying. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. Um, he's getting right. his like ass, his ass blowing straw ready and <laughs> lubed up, and he's like, "Here we go, time for to fucking fuck with the audience." <laughs> All right. So yeah, no, currently no release dates or even an idea of when the movie or the new ser- series is coming out, but um, I'm sure we'll hear more about it soon. A man-made chair makes almost everyone commit suicide to rise and be lifted. So three years ago, the horror world lost one of its innovators, the father of the modern-day zombie, George Romero. Um, so sad. Yeah, man, that was... That was a shock. Well, sort of a shock. Um, you know, he was supposed to be at Crypticon that same year. And then he had to cancel because he was having health problems. Like he uh, had pneumonia or something. And it's like he sent a letter to the Crypticon staff and they released it all to the, the fans. Said, you know, I'm sorry I can can make it. I'm dealing with some pneumonia. And um, my my doctor said I can't fly. He said, but I'm hoping I can make it out next year. And between then and the next year, he passed away. Uh, lung disease, I believe. Um, but uh, 
somehow he's still putting out work. Because um, uh, a novel by George Romero and Daniel Krauss titled The Living Dead is coming out uh, this year. Uh, on June 9th, uh, three years after his death, a new zombie tale will be released in a novel he began years ago. Uh, titled The Living Dead, the manuscript was left unfinished when Romero died, but his widow reportedly personally chose author and filmmaker Daniel Krauss to finish the work. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> That's got to be a big challenge, too, because you have to... I mean, it's like... It's got to be intimidating to pick up the work by somebody like George Romero. Right. But then also have to continue the narrative. I thought of that before because I'm morbid like that. And I'm not I'm not George Romero, but I, I thought about if I died <laughs> and if like, and we were in the middle of day reach mm-hmm. and like, if I would be able to trust like Bri or some, someone like, like to take over, yeah, yeah. like wh- where would it go? Mm-hmm. And I've thought about that though. Like, like that, that does have to be interesting because you have to think about kind of their voice in the back of your head. Like, you know, like you're, you, you probably be typing the script or writing the book and you're like, okay, would they have taken that character in that direction? Yeah. Or, you know, like, would this character arcs be, you know, like way different than right. what I'm writing it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting to think that way. That could drive you nuts. It's yeah. Like wondering, it's like, how was this book supposed to end? Right. <laughs> and if you're going, yeah. So depending on how far they, you know, his notes went mm-hmm. into, you know, maybe he had an outline. Right. Or already, you know. Uh, the official synopsis from Amazon reads, set in present day, The Living Dead is an entirely new tale. The story of the zombie plague as George A. Romero wanted to tell it. It begins with one body. A pair of medical examiners find themselves battling a dead man who won't stay dead. It spreads quickly. In a Midwestern... Shit, lost my place. In a Midwestern trailer park, a black teenage girl and a Muslim immigrant battle newly risen friends and family. On a U.S. aircraft carrier, living sailors, sailors hide from the dead ones while a fanatic makes a new religion out of death. At a cable news station, a surviving anchor keeps broadcasting while his undead colleagues try to devour him. In D.C., an autistic federal employee charts the outbreak, preserving data for a future that may never come. Everywhere, people are targeted by both the living and the dead. We think what we know, we think we know how this story ends. We are wrong. That's that's compelling. <laughs> that is. I was gonna say, I so there's a little bit of the mist in there with the person. With that fanatic religious mm-hmm. bullshit, yeah. Um, of this undead, there was a little bit of the crazies of a midwestern town. Um, yeah. with like people just starting to go nuts mm-hmm. and like dying and shit. And then there was like that U.S. I don't know about the the U.S. carrier idea. I mean, it's kind of interesting because we I don't think we've seen that yet, right? Um, it's on a battle or on a boat or something, you know, like, is that what it is? Um, like is a U.S. is that what that is like a an aircraft carrier? Yeah, aircraft yeah. carrier like on a boat or something. Is, do they? I wonder if they escape to that to go to D.C. or something. And and then there's a little bit of the fog in there because there's someone over the radio or whatever a broadcaster mm-hmm. telling it how it is. You know, like the fog, like where she was like, "Oh, it's coming to the town. The fog's coming. Everybody, lock up your doors and stuff." Right. That would be interesting, though. Yeah, I mean. I'd rather see that than the fucking Walking Dead thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I had over the years I'd grown so um, not skeptical, but uh, just kind of tired of 
Romero's work. Um, I really thought it was kind of... Uh, it started to go down a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I love the guy. Yeah. Love him to death, and I, I honor him for, for what he did. Right. Like, basically invented... He invented it, yeah. Zombies. Um, he created a genre, in, in it, essentially, and but he's... Each film, he progressively crawled more or further and further up his own ass. Dude, you're talking about Spielberg, Spielberg too. Like, yeah, I, I think that Spielberg's in the same boat as mm-hmm. that because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to get sidetracked, you know, uh, off off topic, but yeah, I, f- I feel like that they the initial ideas when they first start and they're like hungry and they just dive into it and they yeah. just invent this awesome, brilliant bullshit on screen it looks awesome you know mm-hmm. you just you're like holy fuck this is sweet and then throughout the years and they make things and they're like you know it just i think doesn't um it doesn't uh, resonate with me as much yeah um and i feel you're right like i uh i feel the same way i mean about what you're saying about romero yeah you know i could i could respect his um his uh allegory is that the right word uh to show like you know, zombies being uh, a message about, um, you know, different movies, you know, it's about like commercialism, um, you know, uh, you know, racial tensions and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I can, I can respect that, mm-hmm. but he really went full bore with it a lot of the time. Like, you know, not a living, living dead. That was, that message was there to an effect. Um, but it wasn't just like in your face. Like it wasn't distracting, whereas you go jump ahead to Land of the Dead, yeah, which was or even Survival of the Dead. Um, it was just uh, it was so heavy-handed with its message, you know. It was just like distracting. It took away from the film itself. Yeah, it might have been like just people saying like, "Oh man, that first night of Living Dead," you know. Like I love the undercurrent, the message that you had, and maybe he's like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna." Yeah, I'm gonna max that shit out. You yeah, know? You know, um, it's like I have such a hair up my ass about uh, Land of the Dead. I th- I maintain that movie is absolutely <laughs> just so <laughs> poorly conceived because it's like you're you're insinuating that zombies can evolve. I don't I don't like that idea because yeah. their brains are like rotting. Yeah, they're dead. It doesn't make any sense. You're to me. you're insinuating that that a dead thing can evolve. I I don't like the evolution of zombies and like now they're like fucking you know unless it's like a complete spoof like was that snow dead or dead snow i think it's called and it's like they're you know nazi zombies are riding around tanks and shit or whatever the fuck yeah um that's different genre almost like Mm -hmm. in general like this is more of like yeah your real life circumstances and like now they're understanding how to pull triggers on guns and stuff i'm like dude no yeah like stop that's when that's when they start losing me right mm-hmm. there. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, I was so hyped when when Land of the Dead was coming out. I'm just like, oh sweet, another Romero movie. Right. It's like, I do. I was right there with you, and then I started watching. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, I thought it was like a. <laughs> I I was like hoping it wasn't going in this direction, mm-hmm. and then it started to, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, I still think uh, Zack Schneider is it Zack Schneider that did um, who did the uh, Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah is it Zack Schneider, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still like that one. Yeah, I I like it, and I mean Taylor, it, it Taylor hates it. I I think it was. I mean, why well, has there? 
2004 or ish or something yeah i can't remember the date but it was very i mean dude that movie was dope when it came out and mm-hmm. it's still i mean it still holds up pretty well when you watch it i think so um i think it's one of the better it, uh it's zombie interesting movies. yeah it's interesting like they're stuck in one place they got to deal with it i mean the zombies are i just i just it's it's a it, it was just one that sticks out in my brain mm-hmm. that like yeah let's do another one of that yeah let's do that somewhere else yeah, you know, I thought they were going to do a follow-up to that, but then they did, like, Dawn of the Dead, um, where, um, sorry, uh, Day of the Dead, but it was it had nothing to do with the Dawn of the Dead remake. It was completely separate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it was total shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah, this book, I mean, I don't know exactly what what kind of political message it might be inlaid into this story it's kind of the the description is kind of vague um i'm sure but, there's uh, i'm sure there's something right yeah oh, oh it's gotta be yeah um, i mean and I'm, I'm interested to see if we can tell where george romero ends and daniel kraus starts might be a perfect mix like a perfect be. perfect blend you know yeah i mean you know when you're like when you're screenwriting you don't really write from beginning to end some people do but not always. Mm-hmm. You'll write like some people write the ending first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But usually, when you're writing a manuscript, you work from beginning to end, typically. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, almost. I'm wondering if like he had an outline first, and he had like yeah. bullet points for all the way to the end. Yeah. And then how far did he get? How far did Romero finish until? He stopped, and then this other dude, uh, whatever's I forget his name, Daniel uh, Kraus. Yeah, Daniel like picked it up, and then manipulated or changed in his mm-hmm. own voice. Could be, it could be very interesting. Uh, the, the story sounds cool. Yeah, um, I would like to see that one. Yeah, that was my idea, or like a light bulb idea <laughs> in my head. I would like to see that one um, made into a feature, like you know, mm-hmm. like a take an independent director, you know, like an independent feature director like a kind of gritty you know not like flashy not like hollywood it you know like hollywood out like gritty director and like make that shit Mm -hmm. that would be cool yeah and it'd be interesting to see a romero movie not made by romero right that's what i'm saying like yeah like yeah something something more just grounded and And, you know he's got his faithful even after his death he's got like these you know romero fanatics that diehards yeah yeah live and breathe romero, romero stuff um who will you know call me a blasphemer for saying that any of his movies are garbage <laughs> um but uh i was like any director you know they got good ones they got bad ones sure you know yeah um but yeah uh, let's see uh living dead is available for pre-order uh from amazon barnes and noble books a million and other online real- retailers nice so get yours today. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is... Which, what, what is it? Uh, so I'm Sam a- Raimi. Oh no, what happened? He's saying that he would love to direct oh, an Evil Dead movie starring Bruce Campbell. Fuck, I heard that. It's like I don't know what the fuck's going on at this he, point. Once again, he's fucking telling us this shit. We know it's we know it's not going to happen. 
It's it's like when you um when you when you get broken up, like when you get dumped and your ex gives you hope that you might get back together. <laughs> it's kind of like that. The, yeah, I love Evil Dead. I love Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's amazing Army of Darkness and all that. This is, mm-hmm. Even the series was dope. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked where they were going and it was all quirky and weird and it was very Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I, it would, would that even, I mean, then, then what's his nuts? Oh, forget his name. Oh, God, I should have, this is what I should have, like, kind of prepared for at home for this for the for this podcast the um one that did the remake of evil dead uh fide alvarez yes thank you his shit was dark as fuck yeah i liked it to be honest i thought it was cool um i loved it it was so good yeah i don't know it gets a lot of heat um because of like i don't know people i'm guessing true if you're true sam raimi fan i would think that you would like it because it's a way darker version than mm-hmm. than Sam did, um, especially. I mean, the first one was like more, you know, it was what they could do on that budget, you know. Yeah. But he was going darker on that first Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. It it, it came across kind of goofy, right, and hokey because it was so low, Dude, low budget. It was so low. Yeah. But that's not what they were going for. Right. And then they ended up just kind of diving into that realm mm-hmm. and the, the, their love of Three Stooges, blah blah. You all know the story, but um, it's it's, I like that that darker version. Yeah. And if that. If and he said that he did say um that he was gonna direct another one too. So mm-hmm. I don't know whatever happened to that. Yeah. Um and then uh, Sam Raimi saying he's gonna do another one with Bruce Campbell, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. So this is all during uh uh during an a Reddit Ask Me Anything session. Um Sam Raimi uh, he said, Bruce, Rob, and I are working with a young filmmaker who's writing a new Evil Dead story that he will direct. So it sounds like Sam Raimi's not planning to direct. Wait, what? Okay, I, okay. So here we go. Um, so they're working. Bruce, Rob, and I are working on a working with a young filmmaker who is writing a new Evil Dead story that he will direct. So there's that. He said, "I would love to direct a new Evil Dead movie, but I'd really like to do it with Bruce." And he says he's retired the character. I hope not. But we all. Anybody who knows Bruce and how he is, he's done. He's not going to do another one. <laughs> I feel it would be, I feel it'd just be weird. It'd be like such a cash grab. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know, man. He like, what are you going to do? I, mean, I don't know where you go though. Yeah. Cause you had that whole series. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have to pick it up from there. Otherwise, like what the, what's the point? Cause they pick it up in the series and then they continue it. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Like you can't retcon all that shit. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird. Personally, if it it would feel like you'd be cheated as a fan if they wreck on that, right? And even though I love the character of Ash, I think to be honest, they should go with the reboot of Evil Dead and continue that series because that's its own thing. It's on its own timeline. Mm-hmm. And if they just, I don't know why they would be talking to a completely different person to begin with if they're going to make another one. Yeah, I mean, how many reboots are we going to have to get? Yeah, I mean. You know, he says it's an Evil Dead story, so it might be in the same timeline of of the original series, just a different story. Um, but uh, he did respond to the question of, will the Evil Dead remake be getting a sequel? 
And he said, if Fide will write or direct it, then yes, in a split second. So Dude, that's what I want to see. I think we all even with see. the same girl. Sure, yeah. yeah, just even with the same cast, or I mean, everyone was dead, but like even with the same cast, mm-hmm. the chick, and she grabbed the chainsaw. There was a homo- there was a lot of like homage to the original. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I w- that one was so gory, bro. <laughs> it was... Like they had some dope. They had some that that was awesome. That was that that girl's cutting her arm mm-hmm. off with the chicken, the. Oh, with the, the, with electric, the knife. electric knife. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. There's some in the nail gun scenes. That was Damn, good. That was good. The makeup was killer. The, the makeup was phenomenal. It was really good. The yeah. gore effects were amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, when she was like, cutting her tongue in half with yeah. that box cutter. Oh, it's I, insane. I still can't watch that. It it's, makes me sick. It's some, it was just freaky, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the movements and the, it was just good. Um, I want to see that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Sam Raimi is become somewhat notorious and it's kind of a uh an inside joke on this show that he will say something about evil dead with zero intention of actually following through with it so we don't really know what's going to happen but you know we can continue to hope but you know you hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first right he just did that movie produced that movie crawl or something like that oh yeah yeah. everyone said it was good quentin quentin tarantino loved it um, yeah, we, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? Uh, did you guys do it? Yeah, we did it on the show okay. a few episodes back. Yeah, I must. Have, I didn't get that one. I want to. I'll listen to that. I have my own. I have to. I want to. I want to see it still, mm-hmm. and then, and then, not, what I'm going to do is listen to you guys talk about it. <laughs> That's generally what we encourage. Yeah. So, I'm curious. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I I would not, you know, hold your breath, but you know, if if we can actually get. Him saying that he's like something saying like we're working with a young filmmaker who's working on a new Eagle Dead story. That's something. That's right. That's something somewhat material. Yeah. Not saying, oh yeah, I'd love to make another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, this we're actually working on something. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So Mike Flanagan um, is finishing up work on Bly Manor, which is the follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House. Um, did you watch that on Netflix? Oh, yeah, the series with the girl and the thing, and then the thing comes up to her face and shit. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> um, nope. Okay. <laughs> Short it's- answer, No. I watched two. I watched an episode. I think Tiffany, my fiance, she watched the whole series. Okay, um, I didn't get to. It's a, it's, it's an endurance trial. Yeah, it's kind of slow. The first two episodes were super slow. I and then I dropped out and started editing our film. So I was like, nah, I'm, <laughs> fair enough. I'm like, no. I mean, I know a lot of people who have like who have read The Haunting of Hill House, like the actual original book. Yeah. Um, think it's garbage um i haven't read the book so i have really nothing to compare it to aside from like the haunting that movie in the 90s which was utter garbage um we almost actually watched that for this episode i was like we should watch the haunting i'm like no it's it's too like the the original one the one from the 90s oh yeah (laughs) yeah um but uh anyway so uh 
so he's he's wrapping up on uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, um, and he's about to start work on Midnight Mass. Uh, oh. Mike Flanagan said uh, on Twitter that he's heading back to Vancouver to finish The Haunting of Bly Manor and then starting on Midnight Mass. 2020 is already shaping up to be pretty damn busy. Can't wait to show you all what we're up to. Midnight Mass is a... As a movie, movie or uh, it's a series. Oh, okay. Um, presumably Netflix. It seems he seems to be very popular on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Mass will consist of seven episodes and tell the story of an isolated island community that experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like it's more horror adjacent. An island, mysterious events. Wicker Man 2, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. No, if, <laughs> if only. If only, right? <laughs> that would be hilarious, dude. <laughs> uh, Flanagan will be directing all seven episodes. Um, in Flanagan's uh, 2016 film Hush, we saw that uh, lead character Maddie Young had written a book titled Midnight Mass. Her book, her book later turned up on the shelf in Flanagan's 2017 Stephen King adaptation, Gerald's Game. And the, now the story behind Midnight Mass is set to become a limited series on Netflix. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff for Netflix so far. I mean, right. he, he did uh, Gerald's Game. I think he did in the... Did he do in Tall Grass? He did do another one on Netflix. because I, I remember I was looking his filmography up, mm-hmm. and there was one that was like, oh, he did that? I was surprised about... I didn't know he... Did that one? Did you did you guys do a review on the Tall Grass or yeah. whatever the Stephen King one or whatever the hell? Yeah, that was? we did. What did you guys think of it? I didn't. Um, I remember thinking it was okay, but not one of his. Like I, I haven't read the book, so I, I didn't read the really book have either. much to go on. That was all right. It was, it was, it was fine. It was, yeah, it was like not up here. It was more like yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen better, but I've also seen worse. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, it was so he's, nothing to write home about, but it's on Netflix, so it's like if you've got an hour and a half to burn. Right. <laughs> um, and then, so he's, so he's working on another one. Right. And, or is two, two, two films, or it looks like. So like he's finishing one, and then he's going yeah, to Yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor is going to be a, I don't know if it's going to be like a direct sequel or just like a follow-up on the, in the same vein. Right. Uh, as Haunting of Hill House, but uh, yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor, and then he's working on Midnight Mass, which is also going to be a miniseries. Um, <clears throat> let's see. As it turns out, Flanagan dropped those Midnight Mass is Easter eggs into Hush and Gerald's game because he had started writing the story while his 2013 movie Oculus was in pre-production. Did you ever see that? Yeah, it sounds super familiar. I was just thinking, I was like racking my brain. 2013. Uh, had Karen Gillan in it. Oculus. Why does that sound so familiar? Uh, I bet you if I saw the preview or something, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's like it had a, like a, a mirror that was like possessed, sort of. Is it like? Oh man, I'm trying to think. It's not mirrors, which with uh, Kiefer was no. like that. That was pretty fucked up. But um, I want to say I've seen the cover, like the poster. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I've. Se- I maybe I haven't seen it. I'm sure you've. Yeah, you've seen. At least if I've seen, seen the it, cover yeah, of I've it. seen the. I can see the poster. I can visualize it, but I, I don't know if I've actually seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I, we, God, we did a 
That sounds a while ago. Yeah, we did a review on it when it came out, which yeah. is just striking because we've been doing the show that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. This, this idea has been with him for several years, and now he's about to bring it to life on screen. Definitely seems like he has like a type. You know what I mean? Like his type of film. Yeah, like he, he likes slow to... burn shit and like a lot um, of um, like uh, like head head yeah, fuck stuff, right? Um, cer- cerebral, I guess. Um, and like cerebral and like ghosts, those kind of seem to right. be his comfort zone. Um, but you know, Taylor and I are both big fans. We've we've liked a lot of stuff that he's put out. Um, God, what did he just do recently? I know. I'm almost. I'm really tempted to look at my phone and go on, uh, to IMDb. Um, like, just I'm look about it up. To do that right now. Because um, we just did a film, a film of his um, that I just cannot think of. While um, you're looking it up, I'm oh, Doctor Sleep, right? Oh, I was, I was just about to say <laughs> that. So he did Doctor Sleep. Yep. Did you like Doctor Sleep? I did like Doctor Sleep. I thought Doctor Sleep was okay. Fair enough. But it's hard because you're following up. You're following The Shining. Yeah, I mean that's a, you know, it's a pretty hard follow. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the shine, you kind of got like a, a choice to make, I think, because you can make. So I mean, you've got the the novel The Shining, right? And then you got the novel Doctor Sleep, and then you've got the film Shining, right? And exactly, film Doctor Sleep. Right, and right. You, when you make Doctor Sleep the film, it's like, do you follow up with the do you do the, the novel bo- do you do or the book film? or the follow the film? Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I obviously went with the film. I, um, but he incorporated yeah. a lot of stuff from the book, which wasn't like he he incorporated stuff from the Shining novel that wasn't in the film, right? Which I, I thought was cool. I thought that that he did. I thought it was. I thought it would be a little bit scarier and a little bit sure. more graphic. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it was was it PG thirteen. I, I I thought it was rated R, and so I thought right. they were going full R. It was going to be insane, like balls of the walls. Like I just thought it'd be more graphic, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that there was one part. It's no, dude. It's rated R. Yeah, because there's nudity. yeah, because there's there's. I remember there's like a couple scenes that I there was one scene that I had to turn away, not turn away, but I thought that was kind of just like if you have a because I have kids, mm-hmm. so if you have kids, it's like ooh, that's kind of a hard scene to watch. Yeah, but you know the the boy and stuff, mm-hmm. what, what they do. But the, yeah, and then I was like, like, like I know, like my mom loves The Shining, but I know she would hate that mm-hmm. that scene in particular. Yeah. Um, and so some of it, yeah, I could see that being radar, and I understand that. Okay, you're trying to set up this creepy this the uh, the chick with the hat. What's her face? Um, Rose. Yeah, Rose. Uh, I can see you're trying to make her like that whole team and that group is like fucking sinister as shit. Um, yeah. You know, good, good, good job on them for that. I thought she would be a little bit more. Intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. Um, she kind of seemed a little bit like Miss Gypsy Lady kind of hanging out. And I don't know. It just. Did you read the book? I didn't. Okay. I know you did because I've heard you on the episodes before talking about mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep and your love for the the that book in general. Yeah. And you're all pumped. And I'm like, okay, you got me pumped. Yeah. I was like, okay, this <laughs> sounds dope. You know, I love the shine. I've seen The Shining a million times. And I got the backstory on The Shining and like, you know, the different directions mm-hmm. that they went from the book and all that shit. And. So I was, I was really interested to see what they would do with Doctor Sleep. Yeah, and I mean they follow the book pretty pretty closely. Um, Rose and the True Knot, that whole group, they were definitely much more sinister. Um, in the book, in though. the book, yeah, um, I could totally see. That's one thing I asked 
Tiffany, or who did I bring? Fuck, I can't remember. I brought somebody with me. I think it was, uh, fuck, who was it? No, I brought Eric, I think. Eric and I went to see it. Mm. And I thought that the group w- could have been creepier. Yeah. They're just wearing regular people's clothes. And, you know, when they're like in the beginning, when they're like about to take their first person and mm-hmm. they're walking up on them, like surrounding them. Yeah. They're just like, they're like wearing what I'm wearing and you're wearing. <laughs> it's like, okay, put them in something like dark and creepy or mysterious or. I don't know, just creepier. Yeah. Like, do something creepier. I mean, it, it, even in the book, they basically are like gypsies. Nor- yeah. I just, I don't know. It just, aesthetically, I just wanted them to be, I wanted to fear them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, um, God, what was, um, God, I can't remember her name. The, the woman that played Rose. Oh, um, I don't know her name. She's, she's a great actress, but she, yeah. she wasn't right for that role. She just, I think they could have been more. I mean, Ian, Ian McGregor was pretty dope, I thought. Um, yeah, and I, he really impressed me because when they cast him, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I talked about this on the show, I'm like, that's that's not right for me. Like, that, he doesn't fit the role the way I had it pictured in my head. But yeah, I thought he did a great job as Danny. I, I was really interesting on how he would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I also feel like the movie was, even though I, I hate long, long movies, I feel like they try to do a lot in a short amount of time because mm-hmm. um, it felt like that in the beginning. Like, they're just fucking rushing through his, kind of his fucked up, you know, his his troubled past yeah. to get to the point where they needed the audience to be. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, rush, 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 and then slow down. Yeah. And then, then here, let's just tell this part of the story. And I feel in the book, and I didn't read it, but I'm sure that they took their time setting that shit up. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Stephen King. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I could just tell... Just from that perspective, from an audience perspective, just like, wow, this seems like like they're just fucking trying to get to this point and then just stop. And then that's where the story begins. I like the flashback. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> We're all doing. I didn't, I'm sorry. Like hijacked <laughs> it. I'm like talking about, I just wanted to just say my two cents. That's all. It was, it was interesting that they didn't, they used other actors and not the face CGI shit to do Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the I mean, I talked about this in when we reviewed it, but the uh, the flashbacks to when Danny was a child yeah. and the recreation of of the Overlook right. was incredible. Dude, it was it was insane. Um I I I got the spooky vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the beginning when he was a boy sitting on the bench. I, I got the spooky vibes from there, you know? And yeah. every time they even mentioned it and like, oh just give me the chills and stuff and and then they did that kind of homage, you know, while they go to it and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. anyways, um yeah, I, I there were parts in it that I dug, parts in it that I thought that were lackluster, mm. and overall I thought the, the yeah the the villains could have been more villainy. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, but the red rum part was fucking dope that was when good. that shit hit the wall. <laughs> and, and then yeah. So, anyways, all right. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, Big year for Mike Flanagan coming up. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there we go. Good tie. It all ties back to him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we'll. I'm sure we'll. You know, you know, you, you guys know Taylor and I will definitely stay on top of this and uh, see what he's got coming. All right, so I have two more stories, but only one more thing that we can talk about. Would you rather talk about 
Uh, oh, I get a pick? Yeah. Do I get a pick? I'll, I'll Is this going to be on the show? Yes. Um, <laughs> would you rather talk about uh, the creator of Riverdale and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina making a Dracula-inspired series? That's or such a stupid... Sh- okay, go ahead. <laughs> would you rather talk about... Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, or would you rather talk about Andy Muschietti, the director of It, remaking The Howling? I mean, it's they're both fun to talk about because I dislike them s- stuff on both of them. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. Uh, uh, I have to pick. Do I? Can I? Can we do? I mean, I can pick one. Can we? Can we cut it up? Can we tackle them? Can we? I have two cents on either one. I don't. If you want to talk about both very quickly, then we can. You want to do, do that. that super quickly? Okay. Yeah. All right. So Riverdale's creator. Uh, Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina creator Roberto Aguirre Sacasa is making a Dracula-inspired series called The Brides, and they've already got a pilot order from, ooh, ABC. That's not good. Uh, It was originally developed for NBC in 2015. Um, The Brides is a sexy contemporary reimagining of the Dracula saga as a family drama with a trio of powerful, diverse family leads. Oh, I don't like this. This sounds stupid. Yep. I I was going to say, okay, that's easy to talk about. This sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> With strong horror elements, the bride the brides is a vampire soap about empowered immortal women and the things they do to maintain wealth, prestige, legacy, and their non-traditional family. Sounds not exciting. This sounds Sorry. dumb. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Sorry for the listeners. I think that sounds good, but I don't want to watch that. I'm not sorry. If you yeah. think that sounds good, then something's yeah. wrong with your yeah. head. I don't I don't like that at all. <laughs> Maggie Kelly from American Horror Story and Riverdale and its upcoming upcoming spin-off, Katie Keene, will direct the pilot. I mean this is like, the fact that it was for ABC was already reading bad for me. So Sabrina with vampires. I mean I guess pretty yeah. much. Yeah, or like Riverdale with vampires. Yeah. I mean, have you watched Sabrina? Dude, I've tried so many times. I know it's people love it. I like the I like the cinematographer. I like the cinematography That's, is it's very on point. Cool to look at yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, I cannot get past like I think the third or fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, and they make a million homages to a million different things, but I just don't. Uh, and my my daughter loves it. I'll probably end up finishing it. I want to like it, mm-hmm. but I have not yet been able to finish it, if that makes sense. I yeah. just aesthetically it looks beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. And yeah, I'm, I I like it. I have fun with it. I take it for what it is. I know it's not like high art. Right, exactly. <laughs> um just got to roll with it. Yeah, but, exactly. Um I haven't I haven't I haven't finished it, so once I finish it, I'll be able to I guess comment more mm, on it. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Um I haven't watched Riverdale. It's just too stupid for me, but <laughs> Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't either. But uh, no, it, but this sounds dumb. Like the story of this sounds not exciting. Yeah, no. at all. Did you? To me. Uh, you I, it just came out, so you probably haven't watched. But have you watched the Dracula series on yeah, Netflix? It's, it's fucking stupid. It's so bad. I I shut it off. I I should have. I should have turned it off because fucking I was dumb. I love Dracula. It's so one of I. my favorite books. Yeah, like I've ever read. I've read it. I've read it more times than any other book. Um. And so when you fuck with it, <laughs> I can't, I take it personally, and that just fucked up Dracula for me. 
it's I'm surprised that they Netflix like okayed it. Yeah, I mean, like it was a, a BBC show, and we talked about it a while ago. It's it is horrendous. It is so bad. Like the guy, the main person playing Dracula, I cannot stand. Oh, really? Sorry. See, I thought he was pretty good. Dude, he had a kind of a Christopher Lee thing going. I wanted Gary Oldman, Dracula. Fair enough. I then that's what I'm used to, mm-hmm. and I, and I've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula like a bajillion times, mm-hmm. and so him coming out and all crippled, they're like, you know, and then he has this nasally voice and stuff <laughs> when he's like old. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not get over it. Yeah, so I turned it off. This maybe I didn't give it enough time, but I'm sure I would have turned it off at a later, like further in mm-hmm. the series. I and so I tried to watch it with Tiffany. We just turned it off. Yeah, we just can't get. We can't get over it. There's like the acting, some of the act. We just couldn't get into it, man. Yeah, like you know, I was watching uh, the first episode. So it's it's three total episodes. It's a it's a mini series, right? Um, and the first episode was okay. It kind of took its liberties, but more or less, it was okay. It was basically everything after that was just utter shit. It, it had po- <laughs> it had pockets of like neat ideas, sure. Like okay, you've picked this part out, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. The cinematography in the beginning start was okay, and then and then all of a sudden it got horseshit because they were doing these really quick cuts and really ad- obnoxious low angle looking ups cuts that looked like garbage, and then the, the the overs towards the other actors, like over to Dracula and um, fucking Keanu Reeves' character. Um, they, uh, it, um, the, you know, I'm talking about where it goes, uh, one person speaking and the other guy's speaking and just says overs. Yeah. Dude, the coverage was garbage. Like, they're like looking, like, here's some grapes in the fucking foreground right here. And then there's a character in the back and the grapes are all like in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, and the camera's all shaky. I'm like, guys, this is so fucking ugly. Like, yeah. why are they shooting it like this? It should be like smooth and beautiful and like creepy and like, you know, yeah. it should be creepy. It's not, it was just shot like an asshole. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's like, you know, the, the, guys, know. the guys that created it, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis, they are the ones that, so when Doctor Who first came back, yeah, um, you know, they it start, started up by a guy named Roger T. Davies. And he was a lifelong Doctor Who fan, like liked it when he was a kid, and then you know had this strong ambition to bring it back uh, in the early two thousands, um, and did a great job. You know he brought David Tennant on to play the Doctor, um, and had some really great like classic feeling Doctor Who stories, and then he quit after the. Th- two, three seasons. Um, and so David Tennant was giving up as the doctor and Davies was leaving. And they passed over the show to Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatt. Uh, Stephen Moffat, who became the showrunner, and he was previously a writer on the show. So and this, uh, so then him and his writing partner, Mike Mark Gaddis, took over and it was basically a nosedive. Like the show just got worse and worse and worse. Um and, uh, you know, I never watched Sherlock. People love Sherlock, but they ran that too. Um, yeah, that makes sense because it said uh, the makers of Sherlock in the beginning of the Dracula series. Or right. Yeah. Um, the and, producers of Sherlock or whatever. But Stephen Moffat, he, uh, he, he's, he's, like, he's like Romero in, in that he gets so far up his own ass oh, okay. with these political messages that it's distracting. And they did the same thing with Dracula. Like, it was just... Yeah. Anyway. There you go. 
So two um, cents on that. And uh, Andy, um, Andy Muschietti, he, Muschietti is doing howling. Saw that. Right. Um, um, I thought it gar it too was garbage. Uh, it it was. I wouldn't say it was garbage. It was definitely not as good as the first. Yeah, one. Yeah, the, I think the first <coughs> one was better. I thought it it chapter two had so much more potential than what they were able to do with it. Mm-hmm. Super sad that it wasn't. The scares were predictable. The CGI was way too much. Yeah, I think they, they uh, instead of trying to come up with something new, um, they relied too much on the same tricks in the first movie. Yeah, just yeah, you're totally right. Like same build up, same execution of the scares. Um, ending, the ending. My God, I, so I just stupid. yeah, I just they they. I mean, I like the I almost like the '80s version better. You know, like um, or not '80s, uh, '90s. 90s. Sorry, it feels '80s. It's yeah. weird, but but it is not. Is I think it's like '91 or is mm. it '90? I can't remember, but it's a uh, '90. Okay, yeah. Um, I I like the adult version in that one almost better. Like, and that has some hardcore cheese factor. But yeah. but um, I don't know, man. I just thought um, I just thought what's his face was gonna do. Like, I thought a lot of the actors were gonna be able to have more fun with it, and uh, and I thought Bill. I love Bill Hader in a and not like a comedic like he's in a comedic role but it's serious. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Yeah. Um I don't like Finn Wolfhart like at all. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know why. I think the kid in the first one with the asthma, he has he was funnier to me. Mhm. That that child actor. Yeah. Um I like him better. Um he, He's funny. Have you have you seen seen Shazam? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's, in he's that. really funny yeah. in that. <laughs> he's just I like his I like him better. I don't know why. He's just he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I mean Finn's Finn's good, but I think he just overdoes it sometimes and he's, he's like he's a little overexposed, that, I think. He's pushing for that comedy all the time, trying to get that one liner in there. Yeah. I don't know, just a little much for me. But but anyways, yeah. What do you think? I mean, howling, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because A, there hasn't been a werewolf movie in like forever. Yeah. Um and he's a I don't know, like, I've, I'm kind of sick of remakes, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think we all bar at this yeah, point. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a straight up rip-off remake or reboot or whatever the fuck, or if it's just going to be another story, but have the title howling. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this actually, now that I'm looking at this, this there's not a lot of details attached to it. it sounds like it's oh, pretty Oh, it just new. came out, yeah. I yeah, just... but it sounds that he has been confirmed that he's going to be directing a new take on the novel, which I didn't realize the novel, Howling was a novel. That's news to me. <laughs> what is that? How, the original Howling is like old school, bro. It's like, isn't it like, is yeah. it late 60s? No, no, not that old. It's uh, early 80s, I think. Oh, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was like late 60s or something or... or... God, I can't. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he can do because I know he just had a lot on his plate, dude. With it, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a challenge undertaking. Yeah, yeah. There's a and, lot of pressure. Yeah, and and to have that many actors, even yeah. in the old original, even in the one with Tim Curry, it's like that one was a, that's tons of actors in there mm-hmm. yeah like they had to do tons of like that's that would be mind blowing to get that many different reactions from that di- many different characters and you have to follow their paths and their all their character arcs it's just a lot of work mm-hmm. man um so i'm not holding that against them the movie it, it chapter 2 was all right but 
it could have been better in my eyes, but but I'm definitely interested to see what he does with another with a different material. Yeah, like I'm. He's he he has yet for me to cement his right. ability because like he did like Mama, and I hate Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that was all right. Yeah, just there's a lot of CG in that shit too. Um, that was that's like ugly CG too because that was like early. Mm-hmm. That's like mid two thousands or something like that. Yeah, and um, I mean that was like a Del Toro film, and it's like if you can't make a Del Toro film look pretty, right. then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I thought that one was like, I like it wasn't terrible, but I'm not. I don't own it, and I'm not going to watch it again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of that. So, anyways, but good luck on him. You know, like I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I like the Howling, and I love yeah. Werewolf. Movies, yeah, me too. So, so I'll, I'll totally watch it and have my opinion on it, and see what it is. Yeah. All right, so that's horror business, guys. Uh, long horror business. Whew, we're an hour and a half in. <laughs> um, so uh, next up, we're going to be launching into some film reviews. All right, so like I said at the beginning of the episode, this... Didn't didn't know what we were going to be doing this episode. I had to come up with two movies on my own, which I don't typically. Typically, Taylor will pick one and I'll pick the other. Mm-hmm. So picking up, picking two, especially when I had no idea what I was going to pick from like to start with, right, was a challenge. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's kind of uh, sort of became like a haunted house episode. Kind of, yeah. I would say for sure, like. Fucking slow burns and haunted yes. shit, and we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about um, the 1980 classic film, The Changeling, um, and also a new Netflix film titled Eli. Uh, Silas, you're the guest, so which one do you want to start with? Let I, I think we should... You want to start with Eli? Sure. Do you want me to... Okay, yeah. Let's, let's do let's, that. Yeah, hey, let's do that. Hey, I'm Haley. I live down the road. I'm Eli. You say you're what, like allergic to the world, right? I guess you could say that. We looked everywhere for a doctor to help you. You're gonna get better. Promise? Promise. Hello, Eli. I'm Dr. Horn. Hello. I hope you don't think of this as a medical facility. To me, it's a home. And for now, it's your home. Oh, it's been so long. Everything we hoped for is right here. Shall we begin? What do you think is making you sick? Lots of things. The air, water, dust. Eli's gonna get worse before he gets better. something in my room bad dreams are a side effect it's perfectly normal i don't mean to freak you out but this place gives me the creeps i think she's making me sicker it's the medication no it's not the medication why do i feel worse because it's working i think something bad is happening 
Is his life in danger? Are you doing this? You are sicker than you realize. You're gonna get better. Promise? All right, so Eli, brand new film, uh, a Netflix exclusive, um, made by. I mean, it's it's a Param- it's a Paramount film, but it's also made by MTV Films, which I didn't even know was still a thing. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I was going to bring that up. I saw Paramount, and then I was like, "This is Netflix and Paramount," and then MTV rolls up. I'm like, "What? Yeah, what, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> how many how many places did you need to to get this mil- uh, film made? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, MTV. It's like you know, I see that MTV Films. Uh, frame come up and i think of like beavis and butthead to america right i was i know i was like trying to think of like the last time i've i saw that yeah and and uh at i at first i didn't even think that was the mtv logo yet like mm-hmm. i just i was i was like no this is an mtv you know whatever like this yeah. logo coming our way and then it, then it was i'm like what the mm-hmm. hell like <laughs> i didn't get that idea <laughs> Um, but this is directed by Sirian Foy. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I don't really care that much. But <clears throat> he's the director of Sinister 2, um, which was garbage. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was not off to the best start. <laughs> um, <laughs> it uh, had a, a, a decent cast, though. I mean, it had... Um, uh, bu- 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 Lily Taylor, had that girl from The Haunting, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> ironically. Yeah, uh, and uh, Kelly Riley. Um, I mean, it, it's a it's a very small contained cast. Very, yeah, very much so. Um, but it also had uh, Sadie Sink, who you know, who you know from Stranger Things, uh, as Max. Cool thing about Sadie is that she's in a movie with Archetter. Oh, really? Uh, recently, yeah, from 20, 20th, 20th Century Fox, yeah. A that's movie, pretty sweet. A movie that's coming out, so that's pretty dope. Nice. So that's a little fun fact there. Yeah, I, I, her character on Stranger Things, I, I like. Right. I, I like her. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, do you want to take the lead on this, or? Um. Yeah. Kind of give a rundown of what yeah, happens? Yeah, yeah, we and... give a rundown. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, I just want to... I'm going to go into this very negatively because I did not like it at all. Fair enough. Like, uh, I don't even, there's one part I liked in it at the end. Oh, so you liked the end? No, no. I like, no, I like the visuals in one part at the end. (laughs) It has to do with flames. That was cool. And I liked that. Badass. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only thing I liked about this entire fucking movie. Um, so we can start in the beginning if you want. Sure. Yeah. I uh, do we do a synopsis or? Yeah, I mean you don't have to like really explain it in detail. Just kind of. So a boy in the bubble, a boy in a bubble kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. like you think he's like, uh, his immune system sucks because he's in a bubble and shit, and he has a little bubble suit he goes into everywhere. Taylor's gonna be pissed that he can't be here because so, 
He and I, have you seen the movie Bubble Boy? Yeah, Jake we, yeah, yeah. We make jokes about it all <laughs> Dude, the time. This is all about Bubble Boy right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so essentially you have like, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal in a bubble <laughs> and he can't go outside and um, you don't know why. And uh, they're tr- his parents are trying to figure out what, uh, they, they hire some kind of doctor in some fucking creepy house uh, that's <laughs> sealed off like uh, from the world like its own bubble. And uh, she tried the scientist that is the uh, girl that plays uh, that plays in the haunting Lily Taylor. Yeah, so Lily Taylor tries to find a cure or whatever, and you think he's going to be cured later. That's the whole kind of premise of the movie. I think is like they don't know what's wrong with them. She thinks she has a cure. They're going to go there and try to figure it out. Yeah, or ba- something. basically they're trying to do uh, gene therapy. On yeah, him. some kind of te- yeah because he has debilitating debilitating environmental. God damn it. Environmental allerg- allergies. Yeah. Fuck. Can't talk. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's going in for gene therapy. Right. To build up his immunities. Which... Immunities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you think it's... Obviously, it's going to be painful. You know, they have to fucking pump you full of shit and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's going to be the run of the story. Right. Creepy shit's going to go on in the house. I mean, right off the bat, this thing is so so slow it is mind-numbingly dumb slow i like just from the get-go i was very frustrated Mm -hmm. in the first 30 minutes of this movie at least it there was no inciting incident at all like nothing like you're like get to the fucking point show me something that's creepy (laughs) or something like what is happening um and the dad's over here and they're in a hotel and he's like gonna pay for this hotel that's like one night, and it's like two hundred and fifty bucks or something. It's some shithole rat's nest hotel. Yeah. I I stopped the film. I went on Google and I looked up motels in my area. Mm-hmm. Twenty four bucks a night. I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck are you in like some rundown shitty city town? It yeah. looked like they're in like where are they like out like Missouri or wherever the fuck they are. Like some yeah, I think southern... it was kind of intentionally. It's just a small town. Ambiguous. Yeah, but... just some small shitty town. Mm-hmm. And dude, this guy's paying 200 and something bucks a night for this. Okay, A, that is not believable already. The script sucks. Like, you're not going to be spending that much money. <laughs> okay. Um, and then and then they then they try then they keep driving and then they get to this house that looks like a fucking mansion, like we're in Alabama, and it looks like there's trees that are like coming over the uh yeah, the, the oak, driveway. Oak trees. Yeah. And yeah, going, it's actually um if you go down south and you're like you go to these big right houses, that's that's really that's a what, trend. Yeah, it's like what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, they have spooky music playing already, and nothing scary is happening, which is like a pet peeve of mine. Like, okay, we haven't seen anything scary, like really, like that's freaking me out. And they, there's spooky music as they walk up the stairs, and there's like those lights buzzing, you know, like the 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 uh doorstep lights buzzing all weird and the creepy music i'm like dude lay off the music right now like nothing <laughs> is creepy right now what are you doing mm-hmm. like so i was already pissed off at the beginning <laughs> i'm you know like this happened for i so I, I hit pause at like 25 minutes or almost 30 minutes into the movie and like that was when the first inciting incident happened of mm-hmm. well like where the first kind of scare was and this that scare was like stupid as fuck <laughs> i was like yep. so um yeah, I mean, basically, this movie's whole like honestly, you know, we we try not to make a practice. We try to make a practice of not spoiling movies that are less than five years old. But honestly, I don't really give a fuck about this one because you, you're right. This movie, while I didn't hate it from beginning to end like you did, 
I I thought it had a lot of potential. It did and, have potential. And then that ending just blew it all apart. Like, but I don't know where it would have gone because I feel like it was building itself to something, but like didn't know where it was going. It's right. like uh make him the Antichrist. Yeah, it's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Boom. Like, they're like rolling the dice. Yeah. You know, and on the dice, it has like, he's a demon. He's like, he's fucking, there's demons in the house. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what, what's happening? Um, It's a cult, and they're fucking going to rip this kid apart and try experiments. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What's happening? Are the parents in on it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, like, so, you know, Eli, he's going through, there's three, there's three treatments. Right. That he's supposed to go through. And they're all progressively worse. <laughs> Dude. It's, um, like, it's like so stereotypical. It's like not even funny. Yeah. And he's constantly on this um, IV drip that is like flaring up his symptoms. And so the entire time he's looking worse and work. He's like looking more pale, uh, you know, uh, you know, dark circles around his eyes. And he keeps meeting up with this girl um, named Haley, who is very strangely outside the glass all the time in the middle of the night. There's like when when they were driving up to this house, there was like nothing around. Right. This is like literally like where the fuck are you coming from? Lady? Yeah. Like yeah. Like, well, they, they drove it's like past two her. miles. Yeah, it's like at least two what two three miles. Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> to the house. So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but she's like there every night yeah. at the window. Right. Uh, talking to Eli. She's like, hey man, you know they're trying to fuck you up in there. You got to get out of there. Yeah. And you're this like, is trouble. Yeah, they're like, who is this bitch? Like, what's, yeah. what's going on? It's like, what, like, is she a ghost or? Yeah, or? you know, your first impression is like, okay, she's a ghost or something, right? Yeah. And she's like trying to get his attention by throwing like pebbles at his window. Mm-hmm. And may I mind you, like, they the pebbles cracked this fucking impenetrable window. Right. I don't know how the fuck that's happening. Yeah, this glass that's supposed to be like protecting this these this very clean environment right like dude she's like throwing little pebbles mm-hmm. to like you know when you're like sneaking outside and you're like hey come out and play type of pebbles and like they're just like cracking the fuck out of the yeah. window I'm like how hard are you throwing this thing like she didn't have a slingshot on or anything yeah it's I, like i don't know like it, the improbable world problems within this film is like just pissing me off yeah I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the, the the whole concept of this house was ridiculous. Yeah. Though. It's like you cannot create a house that's that, that age is clean. Yeah. That is like completely free of contaminants. Like they would go through like this this decontamination airlock. field. Yeah, this yeah, it's an airlock basically. Yeah. Um to get cleaned and then they just walk freely in the house. It's like what? No, that's not how that works. Yeah, dude. I don't it's like this house was so old, they're not going to create a like a space-like airlock system. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, there's cracks in this. Unless it's completely restructured with like titanium metal bullshit, <laughs> and then they put shitty wood in the inside. Yeah. I don't know how it's airlock tight, to be honest. Um, You know, it's just, just the idea of stuff like that and the world just falls, starts to fall apart once you get in the in, in their world that they, they try to write in this for this movie. Yeah. It, it's just... It just starts to fall apart. I, I don't believe it. Yeah, it's it's paper thin. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, once you... I mean, it, it's, it's like tissue paper. It's super thin, and once you start poking holes in it, it just falls apart. <laughs> right. I mean, so he goes through the first experiment, and he gets sicker. Like you said, he gets more sick. Um, and then he uh, the actors are 
okay, the dad was a very one-dimensional fucking character. Mm-hmm. Like, just sucked. The mom was not that much better, but... um, And then the two nurses that helped the main um, lady out. Fuck, I keep forgetting her name, dude. What's uh, the main doctor name? Uh, Dr. Horn. Dr. Horn? Yeah. Uh, the, they were just there. They were henchmen. I don't know. It, it just... Yeah, it wasn't that they're, exciting. They're background. They're like they're background pieces. Like yeah, they could have, they could have not been there, and we wouldn't have noticed. Right. And um, disbelief on the second treatment. They they're okay. <laughs> First disbelief. They cut into the boy's uh, side to get draw bone marrow or whatever from his side from his hip mm-hmm. or whatever. They drill in, and she does this uh, corkscrew fucking bone uh, extractor in his hip, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next morning he fucking hears a noise and he goes and investigates and he just hops out of bed. <laughs> hey, no problem. They just drilled in my bone. Yeah. You know? Um, no big deal. Dude, you would not be able to walk. Like, that would be... Yeah. You would be, like, bedridden if they're drilling into your side of your hip. That leg would be useless, That whatever side that is, for I don't know how long, but you're not going to hop out of bed and start wandering down hallways. Yeah. Um, and then and then later, you know, they drill in his fucking head. And I'm like, and he's like, cool with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> it's like, oh, we gotta drill into your head because the, the medicine doesn't break the blood brain barrier. It's like what? So yeah. so what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, these are these are major surgeries that ca- that should cause like major recovery. Right. So so then I, I just and I give all movies chances, but I just once it becomes to that point of of disbelief of like, okay, we're watching a um, you know, a, a fictional movie. So, I just don't. I give it. I I'll give it some some breathing room until mm-hmm. it's just like I can't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. So, um, cinematography was all right. Sound was cool. The scares were shit. Um, there was one scare that kind of got me a little bit, but it was very, uh, like. What the fuck is that movie? It's like one of the Annabelle movies. It's like exact same scare. <laughs> Where like, yeah, she's like, he thinks he sees someone at the far distance. And then all of a sudden he falls back through a shadow. And then the shadow is like close up and the person's running at at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was kind of creepy because I was by myself and mm-hmm. I was like watching him. Like, oh, but it was just a jump scare. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, like a fucking build up too much. Um, See, I, I, I like those kinds of scares. Um you know, whereas something that's in like a like a Conjuring movie, um, where it's just like something suddenly jumps out in front of you and goes, yeah. that that kind of shit that bugs the hell out of me. It's just cheap, yeah. Parlor, that is cheap. Parlor yeah. trick bullshit. Right, right. That kind of stuff where it's just like, like there's a part where he's up in what is like I guess like the attic of the house, um, and he's looking around. You know, shining a flashlight in that that oh yeah yeah that was creepy yeah yeah, yeah. and like you and there's can, a yeah the girl or whatever. she's like bent over backwards and you can see her but she's not moving so she doesn't really stand out yeah yeah, yeah I remember that and then she starts moving and she was and, like she was there the whole time but she's like oh fuck yeah and it's like she was like yeah I was like all exorcisty mm-hmm. and like went upright yeah that was cool so yeah I like that part um and like like I said the end we'll get to that but. But there was like tiny, tiny, tiny pockets of like, okay, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the cinematography was kind of fun. The story is just so fucking slow. It was so boring um, up into those parts. And then you're like, oh, finally, there's some something cool happening. Yeah. Um, that boy actor was all right. I just wanted to... F- 
he was just a little whiny bitch. Like, <laughs> the whole, I don't know. Like, I just got irritated with him pretty quickly. The, um, the character himself was exhausting. It was. It was just you're. You want to follow in a film. You want to follow a proactive um, a protagonist, mm-hmm. like an active protagonist. That is. Uh, uh, he was not that active to me. He was just like, oh, I'm hurt and I, I'm sick. And he's not that active. He yeah. then towards, finally towards the end, he starts to get a little bit more active. But it took forever. It took the whole movie. Yeah. It literally took the whole movie until the last 15 minutes of the movie. And he's finally an active protagonist. Yeah. He's like so sick that he's about to keel over. Yeah. And that that's when he's finally like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, like it took just took too long, man. It was like, it should have been, if this was condensed to a short, it would have been fucking dope. But mm. it, it they took a, this idea and they like stretched it. And it was like, they tried to make this, they just stretched the shit out of it. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say in the middle? Do you, I mean, you want to go to the end ish? I mean, the middle, it's all kind of fluff. Dude, it is. It's all, it's all like just, just not exciting. Yeah, I don't it's know. just like, oh, we're running tests. Oh, there are ghosts in the house. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, this is not exciting. It's trying to build stuff, trying to build up emotion, and it's not help. It just didn't work for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, and it's like, you don't really know exactly what's going on, like, as far as what ultimately comes to light at the end. At least I it, I didn't really... I didn't put that together. I yeah. thought that was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it at, 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 at that point when I did figure it out, I was just irritated. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been cool if they would have <laughs> done that earlier, like, or presented it earlier, or done, done anything in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, he... So, you think that, yeah, basically everything seems like it's checking out. It's like, okay, he's got... um uh, immunity deficiencies. He's being treated at this weird clinic thing, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, he's got these parents and like, you've got, there's this rift between the parents and you're picking up that maybe like the mom cheated on the dad or they something to that effect. And they don't even ever say, to no. be honest, it just, something happened. Yeah. He, it's yeah, so weird, dude. The only hint that's dropped is at one point he says, you know, you are talking to me like that after what you did or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, They mentioned faithful at one point. They're like, she's like, Oh, I just have, hopefully faithful guide us. And she's like, and the dad's like, Oh, at least I'm faithful or some shit. It was a really throwaway line. Yeah. He said like something like, um, yeah, she's sitting there holding her, her crucifix and and just praying. And he says, do you really think you really think that he's listening or you think really think God's listening to you or, or anything or something like that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, you know, these ghosts start popping up, and it's like you pretty much immediately start picking up. It's like, okay, well, these are other patients. Right, know? obviously, yeah. Obviously, something's wrong with this treatment. Right. And now these people are, these other kids are haunting this dead, clinic. Yeah. And so it's basically just, like, routine from there. Right. Um, just, it's, it's like a it normal is. ghost movie. <laughs> it, like, plays out exactly how you think. Yeah. All the way up to the end. Yeah, um, where he's yeah, they have to take him into like this rush final treatment. Right. Um, because he's discovered these other kids. They found like his she found like their files and find out that after the third treatment, all these kids are yeah, dead. Yeah. And this treatment has never been successful. Um to yeah. like the realization of his parents. He started to actually be an active character mm-hmm. and like find clues and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and then they put him down in this fucking cellar place with yeah. the, like 
put him in like a fucking dungeon, <laughs> like li- like a literal dungeon. Yeah, like it's like t- like iron bars and like yeah. there's like fucking like, there's like a fucking real- well or something. Yeah, and like like religious iconography all of, yeah. all over the place. I know it's it's it very reminiscent reminiscent of uh, Amityville Horror uh, when or at least the two thousand one where he finds that room where it's like all like kind of Indian burials. Yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. Like, you know, creepy that. That was actually creepier, <laughs> but um, but yeah, very kind of. Ooh, what is this ancient mm-hmm. ancient stuff? You know, yeah. Um, then he tricks his mom, like beats her with a fucking like with a crucifix and like knocks her out or something. Yeah, that was weird. And then you find out that the that the doctor and her nurses they're actually nuns. nuns. Yeah, and that it's all this whole thing has been some elaborate thing. Apparently, they're trying to do some kind of gene therapy. As a form of exorcism. Right. Because, you th- and they're not very um, forthcoming with it right away, but you think that he is possessed. He's not actually sick. He's got, he's possessed with some demon or something. Right. At that point, you're like, it's demonic. They're doing exorcism shit. Right. A weird, a roundabout way. Yeah. So they start, you know, pumping him full of these, these drugs that you actually find out is just holy water. Right. And then... Now they're they're starting to do these exorcism rites, um, and he eventually breaks loose. Yeah, he just loses it pretty and, much. Yeah. yeah, and then that's like probably the coolest part of the movie, like you were saying. I think that's the best part of the movie. He um he starts to immediately gain control of these of these abilities somehow, even though it's like he's never used them before. Yeah, he became like <laughs> Carrie in the movie Carrie yeah, where right. he could just fucking use his mind, mm-hmm. light shit on fire. Yeah, and so he he basically throws the doctor and her nurses across the room and then psychically picks them up and they're spinning around him and his mom who he's aggressively interrogating like, you know, like what's going uh, yeah, on? Yeah, like what what when did you know about this? What is happening to me? Yeah, you know, like all freaking out. And they're like, they're floating around them in a circle, like, right? Like inverted, like they're upside down. Yeah, they're crucified, like in inverted. Um, and then he lights them on fire, right? <laughs> Which was, yeah, probably the coolest imagery in the entire movie. Visually, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like, and then he spreads their arms out. Yeah, like so that it looks like they're upside down crosses. Yeah, yeah, and it, they're like going around them on fire, mm-hmm. and while this kid's like yelling at his mom. I thought visually. And in in the movie, that was the coolest thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> that they that they did. Yeah, and it's like you know they take this long walk to a well <laughs> that is completely unnecessary at this point because we pretty much picked up that yeah. he's the son of the devil. Yeah, we get it. That he, you know, he, his mom gives this long, drawn out explanation. It's like we tried so hard to get pregnant, and you know, we did all these. You know, we did right you know, IVF and all this and that. Tried to get pregnant and. Um, I I prayed and prayed and prayed, and when God didn't answer my prayers, someone someone else, someone else did. Yeah. Is your father? So it's like, okay, he's literally the son of the devil, right? Um, and then he didn't even do anything after that. He's just like, Pfft. he went like that. He pretty much went like, Pfft. and then just walk. And then he started walking out of the room. Remember that? Yeah. He didn't even say like come like, he dropped the people. The people on fire lit the whole fucking building on fire. Yep. And they did this massive slow mo walk. Yeah. Of him walking uh, to, to the front door. Right. Like, yeah. with catching everything on fire. Yeah, every, yeah, the house is just burning behind him. Right. 
Um, then he walks outside. He can breathe. Yeah. He's, he's kind of cured because uh, it's like puberty, I think, is what I was getting at. Because this, what's that, Max, the girl that plays Max off Stranger Things, yeah. Sadie, she's out there and she's like, what'd she say? She's like, we all have to go through it. Yeah, he says, you know. thing. We all have to find it in our own way. Yeah, like he says, you know, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, dad likes us to, you know, yeah. make our own way and, you know, get um no, you know, no freebies, that that type of thing. Yeah. You know, get, you got to earn your keep or something like that, um, which was totally stupid. Because she's talking about the devil yeah. as if he's like some disciplinarian father, like he's like a army dad or something <laughs> like that. Pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah, dad doesn't like us eating cookies after midnight. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she's, she keeps calling him dad. He's like, know. oh, you know dad, you know how dad is, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. You're talking about the source of all evil. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and he's like just sitting there. He can breathe now because his he's like over his pubescent fucking evil powers is all like <laughs> it's it's okay now apparently and like everything's yeah. fine. He can breathe and, and into normal. He doesn't need his bubble anymore. Mm-hmm. And his mom just wanders out of the burning house, which is I think another weird thing because I don't know where the fuck she was when that was all collapsing. Yeah, or on fire. I didn't see her behind him, but anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. She she just made it out. She's out there crying or sitting. On the porch, and now she's like his slave. Yeah, it was that was weird. They kept on th- saying something like, she, she, uh, "Like she goes, all right, he wants to. M- we have a long drive." Or Sadie was like, "We got a long drive. Let's go." Yeah, I'll take you to meet take dad, you to dad, or something. Yeah, and then they get in the house, like and, dad's just hanging out at some or some get, apartment in L.A. Right, or something. He's just else. chilling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just hanging out playing Nintendo. Um, <laughs> he's like, she's like getting the car, and then they all get in the car. You still trust her? And the mom, and she was talking about the mom. And then the kids like get in the fucking car pretty much. Yeah. Like with a look. Yeah. You know what's weird is that car blew up in an earlier scene and somehow. I saw that. I was, I didn't understand that because it, it, she went to go look at it and then it caught fire and the engine blew up. So I was like, what the, what the hell's going on? Like, I don't know. Like, I would, I don't even know this. I don't want to ever watch this movie ever again. Um, (laughs) The visual of that last part of the cross people burning and shit, that was cool looking. Um, but that's that's the only cool part I liked in the whole entire movie. Yeah. Um, the idea of it being not like a, um, that it being a, him being um, his immune deficiency or whatever, like being that he's like the Antichrist, that was an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I just thought they went about it in a snail's pace and it wasn't interesting how the way they got to that point. Yeah, I something about the I, I I liked the idea that he's like yeah the Antichrist yeah. you know son of the devil, um and something about you know the the because this is like an elaborate exorcism treatment. <clears throat> I like that, that idea. Was, the conceptually yeah, the, it was okay. The idea if you would have came to me and be like, hey, Styles, I got an idea for a movie. Yeah, and I'm like that's a pretty cool idea, but. You know? The way that it transitioned from what was supposed to be like a ghost movie, like a haunted house movie, and moved into like this devil thing, it's it was, was a, it was clunky. Yeah, it was definitely a rocky road to get from point A to point B. Yeah, it it, it felt weird. I don't. I could see why it's just a Netflix original. Right. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't fucking fix that shit, especially if it was Paramount. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's, it's obvious that like 
you know, the fact that Netflix is the only person or the only company that picked it up for distribution. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, if you like that low, that slow fucking burn of that stuff, you go ahead and watch it, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't, I don't have much to say to that, to that one. Yeah. Overall, this was very flimsy. Like the, the story didn't hold together well. It seemed like it had, promising elements but it, like it couldn't continue like a a string right like it kept changing yeah it was like weird um yeah i didn't like any any of this any of the character arcs we were like poop yeah like all of them were stupid yeah i don't see myself watching this again i don't uh i i kind of don't recommend it to be honest yeah i don't i don't I, recommend that I, you watch this yeah even even though it's on netflix I'd say you could find anything else. Like you could probably yeah. find a dozen other movies that would be worth watching than this. I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. That being said, I think I'll probably give it a four. I would give it a three, but it did have some cool, ele- some cool individual elements about it. And so I'll give it a four based on that. I hated it. <laughs> I'd probably give it like I don't even know. Probably th- probably like a two. <laughs> Alright. Like three. Maybe like a three. Maybe a three. Three. Alright. I'd give it a three. Let's do that. Okay. Because the end part was cool. Yeah. Like the visuals are dope. Yeah, it's like I can't like completely like just tear it up. Like I can't give it nothing because there were cool parts. I just I did not like it. Yeah, the film as a whole it was did a really not work. hard to watch. Very hard to watch. All right, so that's Eli. Like I said, if you have, if you have nothing else to do, like nothing at all, okay, if you want to put it's that on Netflix. Yeah, if you want to put that in the background, just <laughs> let it run. <clears throat> all right, next up is a 1980 film directed by Peter Medak, um, starring George C. Scott. It is The Changeling. Within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. die in this house how did you die whatever it is is trying desperately to communicate what is it in that house claire what is it doing why is it trying to reach me
that you want. What do you want from me? Many films will frighten you, but only a few can really terrify you. The Changeling, an experience beyond total fear. All right, so Changeling, um, it's, uh, had, had you ever seen this before? I have, I have not. When okay. I'm kind of ashamed because I, I, I was in that realm. I was circling around in this realm of films for a while, especially mm-hmm. like leading up to they reach and stuff. Right. And I was doing a lot of research on other films that there's a lot of stuff I could have fucking pulled actually from this movie into they reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and but no, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard of it. Um, to to till when you were like, hey, let's do the changeling. I'm like, all right, fuck it, and mm-hmm. then. It's like, is it this 1980s? It says 1980. I'm like, you're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) Watch it. Yeah, this is one of those movies where it's like I'd seen it at some point before. Didn't really remember much about it because I wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh Um, But, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, for all accounts, it's it's a 70s horror um, I, I mean, it came I, out in eighties, yeah. nineteen eighty, but it yeah, was yeah. obviously filmed prior to that. Um, so very much a seventies, seventies horror movie. And by that count, it's very hokey. It definitely has some camp to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not camp from back in the day. It's camp to us now. I think. Yeah. Um. And it feels like a seventies movie, like you're saying. It definitely like when you when we say nineteen eighties horror, it is nineteen eighty. Like yeah. it is on eighty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it feels very seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. Um the clothes and every the way it was shot actually feels dated then more so than the eighties for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. It almost feels like fucking late sixties, to be honest. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the center's around John Russell, who's played by George C. Scott. Um he is a composer. Um, in New York, and while he's on vacation with his wife and daughter, um, he uh, so they're they're in some snowy area. It doesn't really, I don't think it really specifies exactly where they are, but um, surrounded by snow, and they're pushing their car across a, <laughs> up the road to a to a phone. Um, <clears throat> while he's doing that, his or while he's calling for a tow truck, um, the his wife and daughter are playing around in the snow. Um, and, you know, it's kind of one of those slow motion things where you can see something go wrong, but you can't make yourself react to stop it or you like, you know, there's nothing you can do. Up the road comes what looks like a big dump truck um, and a car, just another car just spinning out of control on the ice. The truck veers off the road and kills his wife and daughter. We jump forward. Um, don't know exactly how long. Uh and he has decided that he's he can't surround himself with his life anymore. It's just it's it's too much. Everything reminds him of his wife and daughter. So he's packing up and moving to Seattle. Now, almost none of this movie was actually filmed in Seattle. <laughs> I think this must have been like the precursor of all these films that are that they say they take place in Seattle, but they're actually filmed up in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, so he, he moves to Seattle, 
um, and he finds this big mansion that is owned and maintained by the historical society um, that just so happens to rent out these certain historical homes, which seems like a liability to me. Yeah, like that's a liability, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if like... I don't know if like the historical society of, of I don't know maybe it's Seattle or maybe Washington. I don't know if they actually even do that. That seems if you're a prestigious uh, composer, maybe <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> um, he moves into this huge mansion. Um, it's been vac- vacant for like over a decade. Yeah. Um, I think they said like twelve years something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Oh, it's four months after his. Death, the death of his family. Is it four months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he goes and moves to Seattle. And is, they're like, how long has it been? And he's like, four months. Because I remember, like, mm, that's not that's pretty fucking recent. Right. Because he's like, he's still pondering it, but he was not as crushed as like if I would have been if my family died four months yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I lost my entire family. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, like take me like fucking years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd still be like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he moves in and he starts... Um, just so this movie is like an hour and like 40 40 minutes something minutes i think um and the story gets a little convoluted it gets thick pretty quickly um Um, and it's not necessarily that it's a bad story it's just very there's a lot going on there's a lot of intricacies that you have to follow yeah i think um i think it would have do you, I mean, do you want to, or I didn't know if you were done with the synopsis or something. I didn't, or if you were. Oh, we could just kind of talk okay, about it as care. we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, it, there's too many, uh, not too many plots going on, but because there's one kind of over, over, like, one main plot that that's kind of centering around. But mm-hmm. it's, it would have, I think it would have been a little bit better if it, they just made it more simple. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I actually like the movie. I liked a lot, fucking lot more than Eli. I tell you that right now. <laughs> and this is old as shit, right? I mean, yeah. it's ni- 1980, and and it, it I prefer it way more than Eli. Uh, and this was a slow burn as well, too. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, in the, even in the beginning, it's a little tropey. Um, you know, kids playing. I mean, there's a fucking phone booth in the middle of like nowhere in the. You know, that was kind of weird. I was like, mm. I know they have phone booths everywhere, but. Where are they? Like, yeah. I mean, it's straight up blizzard town. Yeah. Wikipedia says upstate New York. Oh, yeah. Look like they're going to like the Overlook or some shit. Dude, yeah. it was like all snowed out <laughs> and like <laughs> everything and stuff. And they, it was almost like a dream state. Everything. Look, oh, let's push the car, fam. It was like very Griswolds. It's like, yeah, let's push the car up this hill and I'm going to go make a phone call. And they're like, okay, dad. And right. it was like all happy, happy. And now we're and dead. Then, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that was in your face. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, and then another creepy house, very, very creepy, like, fucking, he goes to visit his his friends, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we gotta, ha- we, we actually have some, one of our friends, like, rents out, you know, houses and shit, and blah, 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 like you just said, and, mm-hmm. and then they show it, that thing looks, it is, like, r- like, disgusting, yeah. and the road to it's, like, a fucking mud pit, and, yeah. like, <laughs> I can just, in that guy's shoes, he'd be like, you, you're, you're, this is a shithole. Like, yeah. why are you having me live here? <laughs> so, like, like apparently the the that house is actually a house in Seattle. That one, yeah. But um, they couldn't so they couldn't find uh, a house that represented what they wanted. Uh-huh. So they took this house in Seattle, 
and put a facade on it. Oh, okay. They put this big Victorian mansion facade on yeah, this yeah. house. Which and then all the the interiors were all individual sets. Oh, okay. Um yeah, you know, it's hard to feel sympathetic to someone that's like stupidly rich and like I just right off the get go, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but he's like, so this is wealthy fucking composer and his family dies and he's like you know he's like i'm coping with it i'm gonna smoke a a stupid amount of cigarettes and i'll be fine right (laughs) and and you know like he goes into it and he's like hey he has butlers and shit cleaning this house for him and he's like sitting there on his piano and i'm like okay this guy's doing fine yeah i mean fuck dude like he's fine (laughs) (laughs) um and uh but i do have to say you know it was a slow start for the first 20 minutes um like Eli was, but I was more involved in this one, I think. Mm. I don't know why. I just like maybe older films. Um, and the music was pretty cool, I thought, in the movie. Yeah. I thought it was dated, obviously, mm-hmm. but it still had that creepy vibe to it. Yeah. it's There's a lot to be gained from having a, like a real, like, I mean, they reach, having a very beautifully composed, right. actual, like, actually played uh, score. Yeah. Um, you know, nowadays, especially because, you know, movies, you know, movies or TV shows that take place in the eighties, uh-huh. um, have become so popular that it's like automatically the default that you do like this electronic synthesizer, yeah, synthesizer sound, yeah. soundtrack, um, which has become so overplayed and it's, 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 it was, this is creative at first, but right. now it's just overdone. This was definitely pre-synth like anything yeah. it was not it when we say 80s like again this feels so vintage it felt so 70s like even the way that the camera moves and the, the, the styles of like the graveyard when he's visiting like the graveyard a few times it, mm-hmm. it looks so fucking cinematic and old school it is so badass like it's funny that this was actually made after the exorcist but it seems older it does it it totally does it it just it, even the grain of the film and like everything they used and the way that they spoke and it just it feels older. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. It, it is so interesting just looking at this and then like the creep factor of the house that slowly starts to get. It does the slow progression, the slow burn of like the haunting. And this is just a true haunted house. Like mm-hmm. this is just straight up fucking. Someone died in the house. The shit's haunted. Right. Um, if they left it at that, with the way that the <laughs> I disagree with the title. I don't like the title at all. I don't even think the title was a reach. Like you have to, you have to wait until almost the end to figure out why the title makes sense. And then when they say the title, you're just like, "That's why the fucking movie's called The Changeling." <laughs> yeah. Like, like you couldn't call it something else. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't make. I thought it was gonna be some fucking sci-fi shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like The Changeling. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was gonna be like, I don't know. But um, like um, you know, body snatchers or some shit. I thought, but yeah. But um, I mean, so it's just so much fucking shit in it. I'm trying to figure out where to jump into. Um, I mean, he 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 stuff starts happening, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes to investigate. Like, has anything happened to this house? Right? Like, doesn't he go to like someone like the the he goes to some museum or some shit or somewhere? Yeah, this woman that works for the historical historical society that um brought him to the house, uh, Claire is her name, who's actually Trish Vanderveer. Or Trish Vanderveer, who was actually George C. Scott's wife. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, she, he starts talking to her and she's explaining, oh, there's all this weird shit going on in the house. You know, yeah. is there any kind of history that I should know about? They go, 
I like that. I like when they look through old newspaper reels like that. The like microfiche. The yeah, and they're like turning around. They're, they're like putting on their glasses and looking at it. And as they turn it and shit, it's just, I've always wanted to do that in a film. Yeah. In a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Like those investigation scenes were only like in older films are always way more in depth rather than like somebody, you know, popping open their laptop yeah, and going to Google, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like looking at books. I love, I mean, that's why we put it in They Reach is them going to the library mm -hmm. is because I like that shit. I like looking for clues and looking for shit like that. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a fun aspect in films and you get to see how smart the characters are and you get to go on a little journey. But yeah, they were, they went there looking through the old newspapers and they found like, oh, death of this or it's mysterious of this. And mm -hmm. then starts putting pieces together. Yeah. Um, and the hauntings become progressively like freakier. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, the the ghost who's actually so backstory is that this house is owned was was owned by a family a very prominent family in the seattle area um whose descendant is now a u.s senator um so this is so complicated it's like crazy. It's, it's so complicated <laughs> i'm like <laughs> go ahead sorry the house <laughs> is now owned and managed by the historical society um but come to find out that a young a young boy a young boy <laughs> was uh was murdered in the house by his father and you find that story behind that was that this boy was a was uh, an, an heir to a family fortune provided he reached his 21st birthday if he didn't live that long then the money went away it went to charity or something yeah. like that so not convinced that this boy had actually lived to 21 because he, he had a disease yeah, he had like this debilitating arthritis. He's wheelchair bound. He's very sick. Yeah. Um. So he takes it upon himself to kill his son, um, and then replaces him with a changeling. With a changeling. <laughs> uh, with a boy the same age, uh, presumably you know similar look. Takes him out of foster care or something. Out of out of an orphanage. Yeah. yeah. Um. Takes him to Switzerland under the guise of having this experimental treatment done, brings him back when he's 18 years old as an adult, saying that, oh, he's been cured. Yeah, we took him to Sweden, and he's fine now. The doctors are good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this kid, who has now assumed the identity of this boy that was killed, goes on to inherit the family fortune, and he becomes a U.S. senator. And he's all like this rich old dude. Yeah. And... He's a crotchety old Republican, yeah. which is something that we can all be familiar <laughs> with now. So, and and I, I, it's just piecing this fucking mess together. I mean, it is kind of a mess. It should have been way more simple than this. Like, yeah, I just wonder if like people back in the seventies and eighties had more of an attention span than than we maybe do now. Maybe <laughs> that's true. No, they did definitely. I mean, there's like, I mean, just talking about the cinematography of this. Because I talked about it in the Eli, this one was, yeah, it's dated, but it had some great shots in it. Mm -hmm. it. Had like some really creepy things, aesthetics to like the way they shot this film. Yeah, um, uh, great, like fucking, like, like looking for, um, like when it's looking up at him when he's like hammering that that um that lock off the door. Yeah, those shots, was fucking beautiful shots, and like. And then the sound kicking in with the drumming, and you're like, at first you're like, what the fuck is that? And then yeah. later you find out what it is. But he's just like hitting the, hitting that door, uh, getting busting the lock off and stuff like that. Opening the, you know, like all those beautiful shots. Uh, it, it just, 
it looked it just it was like visually it was appealing to me and um to someone that doesn't like just for for audiences that don't um i guess uh, appreciate uh old cinema like that they might not like it you know it might yeah. be a little dated for them but i thought i thought you know, I I love that shit, so I was totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you don't like, if that's not your cup of tea, you're not gonna probably not gonna like the cinematography. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't watch a lot of old films, um, just because it's not really my speed. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I can I can appreciate right the, the artistic value. Right. It's it's like fuck, dude. This is like some groundbreaking stuff back then. Like people still use that today. Mm-hmm. And in the lighting choices they made in this film were like it, everything was so dark and like it was nice. It was it was it was a refreshing because yeah. you don't have to light everything. You can make you can have tons of shadows, make it creepy. Like it's cool. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I thought there were some really neat things going on within this film. Yeah, um, and you know you have these these uh, you know George C. Scott is a classic actor. Right. He's not you know these. He's not one of these guys nowadays that came up doing improv, you know. All right. <laughs> he was he's like a classically trained actor. Yeah. Um yeah, know, he, he played he... fucking General Patton <laughs> for Christ's sake. Um I thought he was good, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I liked his like weird I don't know, he had his weird sensibility to him. He's like he's like I'm a struggling I'm I'm struggling internally and he's like kind of just cool cat, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, hey dude, he smoked all the time. He's like smoking and so staring much. off to the distance and so funny when they I don't know, just they go to that woman's house and they dig up that well. Oh fuck, yeah. Which dude. was very reminiscent of the ring. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. to wonder if like dude, I wonder that too. I was like, man, like fucking I just don't, you wonder how many things are pulling from old mm-hmm. old nostalgic movies like this. Yeah. Like I don't um, know, man. But, but, um, so yeah, they're in the they're in that house and they've dug up the well and they call the police and the police are there investigating. And the the detective's like, "Do you have anything to add, Mister Russell?" And he's like, "Nope." And he takes out a cigarette and just lights just it lights up it. in this woman's house. Doesn't even ask. I know. Her. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, fuck you." I'm lighting my cigarette. Oh yeah, fuck you too. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's he's it's like, fuck your house. He's like, "I just bur- unburied a child." Yeah. All right, just leave me the fuck alone. He's like, bitch, I dug up your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm going to light a cigarette. Yeah, and now I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You're welcome. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Clean your shit up. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> I know, it's weird. <laughs> he's like, he's like he just wandered into people's houses. And he just smokes <laughs> cigarettes and he's like, fucking, hey, I'm the big dick around here. You know, like, it's just interesting the way he acts and like his character in this movie. I almost, it's really, it's, it's kind of like a f- refreshing tropes and stuff and like fun things that, mm. even though it's not supposed to be funny, but it is kind of ironically funny he's very similar to his character in the exorcist 3 yeah i think dude he's of that era of that uh generation of actors where like they just played themselves like just in life yeah when you, you, you know, know character about, like, actor, char- yeah. like like they just uh you know it's, it's kind of hard to explain you know like uh like uh what's his face like uh cowboy dude oh my god john wayne john wayne oh, john yeah. wayne yeah yeah put him in anything he's john wayne but he yeah. just act like John Wayne. Like, mm-hmm. if I can put him in this movie, oh, yeah, he's not that character. He's just John Wayne. Steven like, Seagal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You just have these people, these actors that just, that is them. That is who they are. Mm-hmm. And then that's why they they put in put them in these movies. Yeah. And um, that's who you get. That's I mean, you get you get him. Yeah, yeah. You just get him being cool. And uh, <laughs> that's how he would probably react if he buried, unburied a dead body. <laughs> He'd probably light a cigarette and be like, all right, you guys just got to figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> this house, or this uh, movie ends... In like a very similar way, 
Dude, it does. The house burns down. Super ironic. I thought you pl- planned this shit out. No, I up. didn't at all. I was like, what is happening? Like, I mean, it got intense too. <laughs> and there was a creepy... Um, I mean, we're skipping a little bit all over the place because there's so much in this movie, but... Um, it's just a lot of scare, a lot of like leading up scares to unburying this body. But it almost turns to turn, it turns away from being a, a a ghost haunting story and more into like being a detective story. Yeah, it goes detective on you. The girl goes to the house looking for him, and then the fucking wheelchair comes after. I thought I was like kind of scared. I was like, yeah. "Fuck, that would creep me the fuck <laughs> out, dude." This thing goes, and it starts like hauling ass towards yeah. her. I was and like, it's like this creepy ass old wheelchair too. Right. And it's just, dude, it's. It's like like rolling. I would legitimately freak out if I was at a house and like a wheelchair just started hauling ass towards me. Oh shit! Oh I'd, shit! I probably I I would be like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, yeah, it it had some moments, man. It it like I think the climax was deserved. I think it I think it earned like <laughs> unlike Eli, I, I just it was a boring film. <laughs> this movie was slowly building up to its final climax of the film, and I thought it was earned, and I thought it was justified in the way it, it ended mm-hmm. um it it kind of it wrapped things up in a you know the way it should have been um i wonder what the budget was for this because they i mean they fucking burnt a house down um or it looked like it i mean it's hard Six, to fake that shit you know Six hundred thousand. <clears throat> yeah because it's just not not nothing back then right that i read that that facade that they put on the house cost two hundred thousand on its own and then uh, yeah, I wonder if they're like, all right, we're done with this. Let's just burn it. Yeah. I mean, because that that's not like fake, you know? I mean, they had to start those fires. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I don't know. Just, I liked, there's a couple of things in there that didn't, like I could have done without, but for the most part, you know, it I I liked it. I yeah. Thought, I thought it was pretty good for that old of a movie that I didn't originally have nostalgia towards. Because mm-hmm. usually if I like older movies... I've already seen them. Yeah, it's what you I, grew up watching. Yeah. And I have nost- like a certain nostalgia for it. Yeah. Like, or nost- that movie is nostalgic to me in general, but I didn't know this one. And so I'm like, I might hate it, mm-hmm. but I actually like it. Yeah. So, yeah. I and mean, this, this is a very popular movie. Like, a lot of like hardcore horror fans know this movie and love it. Um, and it was just never something I really watched. So I wasn't super familiar with it. But now, now that I've seen it, I get it. Right. Same. Like, I've, I I like it a lot and um and uh, yeah I'm sure people are like probably on here like you haven't fucking seen that movie like no. what what's wrong with you you know it's, um, surprise surprise I haven't seen every fucking horror know, movie right? ever like you know? a bajillion um <laughs> but I definitely put this one in the in the classic in my in my classic arsenal now yeah and like I'm actually gonna kind of branch out in 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 this and around this and what is filmed like this a little bit more yeah see what else I fucking missed yeah for sure um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on it. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, aside, without getting into yeah, too much of the story, because right. it's just, it's, like it's, you said, there's so it's much. It's pretty thick. It's, it's all, I mean, you explained it pretty well. It just, I, there's not many, the only con I have, cons I have, like I said, was the story. And it was just a little, I mean, like you said, maybe it's our attention span, but yeah. You know, yeah the, the the it was a good mystery, I guess. the The depth of the story maybe doesn't age well, um, maybe, and that's not that's not the movie's fault. That's society, society. and just like <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah. I mean, people have gotten progressively dumber because there's big, there's less expected of us nowadays. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, this is, this has a place in. God, this is going to be remade, isn't it? I could totally see this getting fucking remade. I mean, you know, a lot of these... Like, I'm going to remake it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, just take 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 over. Just fuck it. Um, let's see. Oh, in 1987, Italian director Lamberto Bava directed Until Death, an unofficial made-for-television film that was marketed as a sequel for its home video releases. However, there is no connection between the films. <laughs> Um, no, uh, yeah, solid movie. Um, I mean, this would be high on my ratings, dude. I mean, for sure. Like for that, for a dated film like this, like it still holds up. I, like I said, I've never seen it. So I thought I might not like it as much, might not keep my interest, mm -hmm. but it did. It was good. And I thought it. I thought the actors were fun, and I thought, yeah, it was tropey, but that's like you said, like it's just because of the era it was in, and yeah. what we've seen now, and everything's fucking copycat of everything else. But especially in the in the haunted house genre mm -hmm. of of or that off genre of horror, you know, of, of the haunted house part. Yeah, um, but I thought I thought it was fun. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely like this is marketed or not marketed, but um, a lot of people say it's like one of the most horrifying horror films ever. It's like, I don't know that I'd go that far. Maybe that's just me being a horror fan and being sort of jaded by it. But it's like, you know, people say like the exorcist is one of the most terrifying films ever made. And I don't agree with that either. I, yeah, I, uh, I think that if I would have seen this when I was like 10, it would have fucked me up. Yeah. I could see that. I could, if I was younger. Yeah. Cause Yeah. Having less less ex, less world experience, right? Right. Yeah. If I if I show this fucking well, a if I show this to my ten year old now, he will walk the fuck out because it does not keep your attention, right? Because like, he's of this generation coming up, so his attention span's like zero, no. like negative ten, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I was younger and you were younger, we our attention spans were just a lot better. I mean, we would watch movies to get see where they went, and we weren't jaded by all these special effects and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But but I know that. I've seen a lot of films back in the day and I stuck through the whole thing and this one would have creeped the fuck out of me. Yeah. For sure. Like 100% would have been creeped out. Mm -hmm. I was kind of creeped out watching it myself right now. <laughs> so I know for a fact that I would have been like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I put myself in, especially uh, in the era this came out, if I put myself in that kind of mindset, right. then I can understand it. Um, you know, you didn't have a lot of like the slasher movies. Right. And technology too, man. Like yeah. all these crazy effects. I mean, these, these, it was done with a kind of disturbing death of a child and that shit yeah. in alone would be creepy enough when I was young. I'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's creepy. So yeah. And then, and then the wheelchair thing and, <laughs> and all that shit, the ball bouncing. I wonder if mm -hmm. it, I mean, that was interesting, you know, like, mm -hmm. I wonder if that's the first time, I mean, it's hard to tell what was the first of what, but. I'm sure that was early, early before, you know, Scary Movie and all the shit made fun of that ball bouncing downstairs and all that other shit. I mean, oh, th this is where that came from. This is probably, yes, I'm assuming this is where it came from. So, I mean, you got to figure that's a good, that's a great set, set uh, was it like um set up payoff, you know, in a script, like he throws the ball away and then fucking here it comes down the yeah. stairs. I mean, that, I, 
I, I knew it was coming, but it was still c- cr- creepy. You know, mm-hmm. it was still like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess uh, just kind of in wrapping it up. Um, yeah. Good, good movie. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's out of our time. Um, and it's still, it probably doesn't hold up as well as, um, one might have hoped, but it still has a lot of value even by today's um, standards. Right. It's really hard to even grade this one, to be honest. Yeah. Because I don't even know what it, I would be grading it against if it's out of 10. But you had yeah. a 10, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think because it's hard. I gave the other piece of shit Eli like, what, two or three? <laughs> <laughs> but that deserved it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, man. Um what you? What did you do? The Exorcist recently, or, or kind of regrade those, God, or, or restart those? Have we done the Exorcist? I, I'm curious to see what, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm kind of putting it up against movies like that, like in the same era, mm-hmm. like or at least the same feel or vibe. I can't remember if we've done the Exorcist. Oh, I know we've boy. done the Exorcist three, but I can't remember if we've done the actual. You know, I enjoyed this more than like the, uh, the Haunting. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, so. And that's, you know, of my generation. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going like where where would I put this? <laughs> I want to say starting in the sevens. But yeah, I, I mean, like that, maybe like a seven and a half. Do you do halvesies? I'm gonna do Taylor does. I'm halves. so I, never, I, I don't, never do it. <laughs> I want to stay away from halves, but I'm thinking like yeah, thinking like eight, man. And that's really high. And people will probably be like, "Fuck, dude, that's high." But it was entertaining, though. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend it. That's the thing. Like, I would totally recommend this. Um, and if I'm going to put it in my classics of classics with, like, The Shining and shit, you know? Yeah. If I'm going to put it in that classic, like, go, like, if I'm ever writing another script here, these are my classics I like to go back to and mm-hmm. rewatch and kind of cool and pick apart. And if I'm going to put it in that category with Shining, it's going to be pretty high on my list, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I feel... It seems to be seven or eight for me, I think. I Maybe seven. Okay. I think I'm I'm leaning more towards seven because I think I would... I'm kind of... I, I can't remember if we've done The Shining. We've done so many fucking movies. I know, right? Point. I think... Um, I, I want, I'll say seven for right now because... And I think maybe with a rewatch, and if I watch, I want to get this bad. I watched it on like not of a good quality. It was mm-hmm. okay quality because you said you got it on Amazon Prime. I found it on fucking YouTube. Oh, really? Because I don't have Shutter, and when I went to Amazon Prime, it said I had to go through Shutter to get it. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I told you that it was free on Prime, right. and that I went to watch it this morning. I'm like, oh fuck, it's on Shutter. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. And I want to. I'm actually going to subscribe to Shutter soon, but just not yet. And so I was like, fuck, where else can I? I was going to rent it, but then I found it on YouTube it was a high quality, which is uh, it's kind of shitty. I hate to say that, but uh, but I found it on YouTube, and it was an okay quality. Mm-hmm. It, it still had some grain, like some non, some artifacting, not not actual film grain, some artifact bullshit. Mm-hmm. However, I think I'm gonna rewatch this on like, you know, as high as resolution as I can sure. find it and get all the natural grain, film grain, and stuff. I wasn't a, and I don't know that this is necessarily the fault of the film itself, or if it was just the way it was being presented because uh-huh. it was in stereo. Uh-huh. Like I've got surround sound in there, right? But this was in stereo, um, and sometimes on my surround sound system. Um, 
stereo doesn't come through all that well. Oh, okay. Because it, it's like underpowered or something. Yeah. So I always end up having to turn it up really loud. And the sound in this being stereo was really inconsistent. And I don't know if that was just inherent in mm. the film itself or what, but... Um, anyway, uh, so I just found we actually, we must've done the shining and the exorcist in the same episode because they're right after one right after the other. Okay. Um, and, uh, let's see, I, I gave the, sh- both the shining and the exorcist eight. Yeah. And that makes sense. obviously this is not that caliber. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think I'll say seven. Yep. I think, I think I'm going to stick to seven as well. Cool. That makes sense. All good, right. Good movie though. Yeah. I'm glad you recommended it, dude, because that was not in my arsenal. (laughs) Now it is. Well, I'm glad I could inspire you. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. This was a long episode, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We got got a little out of hand in uh, horror business. But um, uh, yeah. No, uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for filling in for for Taylor. Yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah, Yeah. we got to, we'll have to do another. uh, you already did in the mouth of madness, didn't you? No, but we want to do a drunken cinema for it. I am down. Or was that was that what we wanted to do drunken cinema? It was or either, was it something else? It was, well, no, it was that because I wanted to do Event Horizon, but you already did that, right? Yeah, that's okay. another one of my favorites. Um, but I want to do uh, uh, in the mouth of madness. Yeah, and I know we we definitely want to get a drunken cinema done. Oh my god, you amazing! Yeah, so we'll... I love. I've seen that movie a thousand times. <laughs> like it's it's a great. It's classic. It's a good one. So we'll get that set up. Uh, I got on Blu-ray if you need it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't own it personally. But. I own it, bro. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks again. Um, and uh, yeah. Till yeah. next time. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Taylor will be back next episode. We'll be back to our normal uh, schedule. Um, shit. Uh, Taylor has these things like committed to fucking memory and. So I, I, I never do it myself because I just rely on him to do it. Um, let's see. Next episode is going to be our HP uh, Lovecraft episode. We're going to be watching uh, Cthulhu and the, the new Nicolas Cage movie, Color Out of Space. I'm so fucking excited for that. That looks pretty cool, man. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to have uh, our, our our buddy Max and his wife, Avalon, on the next episode to talk about that. They're, they're big Lovecraft Lovecraftians. Lovecraftians. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so keep an ear out for that uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, till then, you can find us online at, uh, let's see, Facebook and Instagram. Taylor does this too. Facebook and Instagram at Grave Plot Podcast. Twitter at Grave underscore Plot. Uh, you can find us at our website on at GravePlotPodcast.com. Also be sure to uh, check out Grave Plot Film Fest. Uh, again, February 1st. Uh, in Seattle, Washington, we're going to be doing the Grave Plot Film Festival. 17 films from around the world. Uh, tickets are on sale now, uh, $12 a pop. Um, and if you'd like to contribute to the show monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast with donations as little as a dollar. You can get free, uh, not free, you have to pay for it, <laughs> <laughs> but you can get perks uh, such as video reviews and other such Things, discounts, $100 gets you a tattoo of a unicorn on Taylor's ass. Um, I'm doing, like, Taylor has, like, a like a system for this. Like, he does it all in order. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay, no, you're well, you're, you're, this is something he says. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, okay. And uh, if I missed anything else, you can just Grave Plot Podcast. That's that's where you can go for pretty much everything. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Till next time, I am Skeletoni signing out for Taylor Terror and Silas Dull. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>